telling you, I'd love to drive a pod. Mm-hmm. You know? I'd probably die. Uh, there's no probably. I'd die. I don't know what she's like. She's like a porcelain doll. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, she is taking care of herself. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's a Volvo. What a dick. Shutterstock music. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 10, Super Civil Servants Podcast. That's right. We made it to 10. Statistics say that most podcasts won't make it this far, but for people who say that, I say, never tell me the odds. <laughs> With me, as always, my co-pilot, Nathan. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? I'm a, I'm a lot more well-rested and a lot less cranky this week, so I don't think, uh, I don't think there'll be any you know, silly rants or you know, crabby nonsense this week. <laughs> there you go. Well, that'll be all right. I, I don't think it'll be like that either, because we're going to talk about something we both really love and get off. A little segment started on this podcast hell yes uh, uh we are going to start our commentary review of <laughs> the star wars saga everything mm-hmm. that every all 10 movies that have been out so far mm-hmm. we're doing in chronological order right yes as far as the universe not time that came out exactly okay. in the in the order of the universe chronologically okay which puts us at the phantom the beginning. this evening that's right the beginning that's right, episode one. So, real quick, before we get it started, what we're doing is we're both playing it on a Blu-ray player. We're both watching it as we're you know going to be talking about it, and we're going to set it up on the main menu with the play screen on. So all we got to do is hit play, and we'll count down. So if you want to follow along, we'll give a countdown. We'll hit play. That way, you could hopefully follow along if you're watching the movie. And if anybody wants to, it'll be three, two, one, play, and we'll hit it on play. You know, got to get that out of the way so oh, yeah. people know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, we'll get a little bit out of the way before we do that. So, um, first of all, Phantom Menace. I know you personally are a bigger fan than most of the prequels. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that because I thought they were great. But uh, tell me what you love about them. I did. I love the entire. I, I don't know if it's because this was like, uh, you know, like I said, I, I went, like I've watched the, uh, my aunt introduced me to the original saga on VHS. And then when I found out this was coming, you know, they, they were making, they were going to make more Star Wars. But before that, they did the re-release of the special editions. And I went and I saw all those and I loved them. And then, but this, like the prequels were like, I got to experience new Star Wars with everybody else. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like oh, yeah. when, I, when I went to, when I went and saw it on a Friday night, when I went back to school that next day, like me and all my friends, like I got to talk to him about it. And it was new Star Wars, and you know, all Anakin was cool in the pod racing, and did you see Darth Maul, and like it was just Jar Jar. So many, I have I, I I don't mind Jar Jar. <laughs> and and it, back then, back then people weren't destroying Jar Jar back in you know ninety nine. Yeah, well, you I, know I would have been thirteen before when this came out, or 12, I don't I got I don't remember what. It, I'd have to do math, and I'm not trying to do math. But anyway, like I was still a kid, and I don't remember people destroying and stuff until I got like in my late teens, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20. People, oh, oh, Jar Jar, like, all right, we get it, we get it. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to think. I was 1999, so I was 
a freshman in high school, I guess, when this came out. And yeah, yeah. I definitely saw this one in theaters. Yeah, because no, I was yes. in college when Revenge of the Sith <laughs> came out. That's right. My birth, my birthday's later in the year, and this came out in the summer. So I was still, I was 13. Now, yeah, now I think about it. I was 13 when this came out and got to That's see right. it because, yeah, I was born in 85, and this came out in, what, 99? And like I said, I did... My birthday's always late in the year before I would have turned 14, so I would have been 13 when this came out. Okay. And uh, and like I said, I, I loved it. It was new Star Wars. It was it was there. You know what I mean? I just I loved everything about it. I, I did not care about it. I thought Jar Jar was funny. As I got older, you know, like I kind of rolled my eyes about him. But now, even more as I get older, like in, and as I've seen like my niece who's never had any interest in Star Wars until I played Episode One and she saw Jar Jar and thought he was funny. And, like, the more I see kids connect with it, the more I understand what Jar Jar's place and where his place in the universe is. And I'm okay with him. I don't I don't hate him and I don't mind him when he comes on. Like, yeah, like sometimes I roll my eyes at it, but it, I, I get it. And I don't even mind when he popped up in the Clone Wars animated series. There's actually a good little three-episode arc where Mace Windu and Jar Jar got to come together. And Mace is like the every fan just rolls his eyes and thinks Jar Jar's so dumb. Until he finds a little like they find their common ground, ground, and they, you know, they get through this mission. I don't know. They're like I've come, I've come to respect Jar Jar. I know what his place is and where his place in the universe is, and I'm okay with it. I see why George did it. I completely, completely fine with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people had a problem with Jar Jar. I didn't care. It doesn't bother me. But we were the at the right age, right? Well, you know, he's the character you know. he's supposed to be. That that's the thing is, is exactly he's the character that he was drawn up to be, and that's that kind of goofy easy target to pick on you know uh got a little comic relief in in the story well he was so, our generations he was our generations ewok because you know the kids you back then they all destroyed any when i yeah. saw the ewoks i didn't mind them i thought that shit was great when i was a kid yeah so it, you know back to what you were saying <laughs> though about how you got into star wars it's funny because mine's almost the exact same kind of way i don't remember how old i was but we were talking about it before we started recording that three disc vhs set that i found at goodwill today for th- Three dollars, and I almost bought, and I might go back and buy tomorrow. But and it had the the, the black disc with the, with the silver. It had two different ones: the silver or the gold on top. Yeah, and I remember each individual disc. They had it had Yoda and a stormtrooper and Darth Vader for me. I'm pretty sure were the three faces on the on the bit videos. And my yeah yeah it was yeah you're game. right. That's exactly what it was. It's yeah. exactly what it was. And I fell in love with them. I, I wore those tapes out. I'm sure we had to buy new ones because I, I watched all three of them so many times. I didn't even uh, own them. Uh, I had to borrow them from my aunt, and I borrowed them all the time. Yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, then the prequels came out, and I don't mm-hmm. mind the prequels. I, I like them. I enjoy them. I don't enjoy them necessarily as much as the older ones. Maybe I, I really enjoy Revenge of the Sith. It's one of my top three of the movies so far, but... All in all, the the first one is, is is a little more fun to watch. Maybe it's just because I watched it when I was younger. I'm not sure. Right. But they're all fun to watch. Well, well, can <laughs> I, can I say can I say this? Sorry, I don't mean around. I know I interrupted. Yeah. I'm sorry. But uh, like I I always liked the prequels and like don't the the original trilogy is still going to always be my pinnacle and go just because that was probably my first experience. But I always like I never held the prequels up to the same like standards as the original trilogy. Until a couple years ago, when I watched the Clone Wars, the entire yeah. the, the Clone Wars movie and the animated series, and I got to know all these characters so much better, and I got to see the you know the fall of the Jedi and the actual Clone Wars, and like it gave me an entirely new outlook on like Anakin and uh, and Obi Wan and their relationship, 
and everything through it, just just watching it and Padme and like all of it. And like, and then when I go back and I rewatch it now, because like I have all that as context, you know what I mean? And it's just like I, I love I love the prequels. I love it. I would love to get, you know, it's a little sidebar. I'd love to get an animated series with Luke uh, or with Mark Hamill. We're probably, you know, doing the voice for uh, Luke Skywalker and find out what happened in between four and five, you know, four or uh, in between uh, the six and seven. But that's a little side. But anyway, like I got that context. And I, that's what holds the prequels up for me or even brought them up even higher. Because like I said, I've got all that extra character development with all these characters. And I just look at the at the series of movies as a whole and at that time period with a lot more fondness. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's totally understandable, man. I, I just I love the whole series. Like I said, I, I don't mind the prequels at all. I, I, I think the, the older ones are the first ones I saw. I fell in love with them to begin with. Probably Absolutely. while, like you said, they're, they're the ultimates that'll always be, you know, in, in my heart the most, probably. But uh, I enjoy the prequels. I enjoy how the prequels wrapped things up at the end and brought it straight into, you know, the, the older movies mm-hmm. as far as time goes and positioning of the universe, which I, I really enjoy that. I mean, I know there was a long time in between that, but I don't know, man. They're, they're all really good for me. I would have to say of the three prequels, probably Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but we do disagree on the lightsaber battle, I think, but just slightly, because I can't really knock the lightsaber battle at the end of Revenge of the Sith, but I just think the one at the end of this movie is a little bit better. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't have any problem with that. They're both right. great. <laughs> right. They're great movies. It's, it's like how we go with BVS and, and Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. You know, we both love them. We just have them positioned differently as far as one and two go. Exactly. Uh, but all right. Um, so that's just kind of a background of how we got into two Star Wars or how it started out for me and you at least. And we kind of gave our thoughts on the prequel. So if you want to, we'll go ahead and give a countdown and start the movie if you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Cool deal. Well, I'll let you do the counting and I will just hit the button. All righty. Everybody ready? Three, two, one, play. Black screen. Black screen. And 20th Century Fox. Uh, yep. All right. I'm Luke. about a half a second behind you now, but that's fine. All right. You see the Lucasfilm? No, it's not. I'm on 20th Century Fox. Oh, no. I need to pause it then. All right. I'm going to pause it as soon as a long time ago and a galaxy far, far away pops up. So as soon as the Lucasfilm starts fading to black, you let me know and we'll be... Right and sink. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened. I started from the very, very beginning here. So on the thing, because I got the little PG thing. Yeah. And it'll, it'll say them fuck, you know what I'm saying? You get to see 20th Century Fox two times. <coughs> yeah, I know. All right, it's 20th Century Fox in the second time. Yeah. Well, another little piece you'll have to cut out there. <laughs> no, I'll just leave it in, man. It's kind Lucas of fun. Film. Yeah. All right. It's Chrome. Now it's going to yellow. And long time ago. All right. Should be on it. Yeah. Made it away. Yep. Star yeah. Wars. Good deal. All yeah, right. We're, right. we're in there. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're within in about a half a second. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We're right there. All right. Cool. Oh, oh dude. I do. I love this movie. I just, <laughs> I, well, I just love the Star Wars aesthetic. Yeah, like you said, the tilt, the tilt thing there—that's that—that's mm-hmm. awesome. And if it any of these, did, when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the crawl or whatever they call it. Like I do, uh, I do. Like I understand why they don't put it on the um, 
you know, on, on Rogue One or Solo, but I kind of liked uh, how Solo just put a bunch of the blue lettering to get you get you caught up. I thought that was kind of right. a nice touch. Right. Yeah. And I always love this, but I thought when I was younger, I always see how, try to see how fast I could read it. Mm-hmm. See if I could read it two or three times, you know, before <laughs> it's grilled mm-hmm. up. Uh, then it starts to fade away a lot quicker. Yeah, I always, I always, for some reason, like every time I watched it, I thought for some reason I'd read it all because I was like, like something was going to change. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like there was going to be some new word in there or something. Well, you know, one of the best things about it, man, is it's just complete silence, black screen, and then all of a sudden, bam, Star Wars in your face. And I, I and love that epic that score. Yeah, and from right then on, you know, it's going to be fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the, the music of Star Wars, man, and especially this episode one, beautiful soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like the music of this is excellent, and the, this I love these little ships coming in. I don't know why, but I love this little ship. It's a, it's, it's you know what I mean. It's just one of them little Corvette ships or whatever. But I love it. Yeah, there are a few in this movie that I really, really like. And we'll, um, as soon as I get to them, I'll point them out. But yeah, I know. Like I was saying, the, these prequels have the advantage of having better computer graphics, better technology to work with to make a better movie. Mm-hmm. I still like the way the old ones looked though. Hmm. Yeah, practical is always good, but we've got to give we got to give credit where credit's due. This is 1999, and all like every one of the battle droids is CGI, and yeah. a lot of these. I mean, yeah, they use practical and stuff, but a lot of these backgrounds were CGI. Like, this was some innovative shit. He created a lot of the technology that we use today. He's always been a pioneer in technology, and this move, this movie is just just showing you. Oh, yeah. we got quite, you know, we got our got our rogue Jedi's coming in. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love them. Yeah, you know, I always wondered. They have those doors that close really quickly, mm-hmm. like on the Death Star and everything. What would happen if you got trapped under one of those? I have no idea. But I love the way doors open and close on Star Wars. Every door is like that. Oh yeah, separates in the middle and opens left to right, or it goes up and down. It's never just yes. a door with a doorknob, you know, that swings open. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, one of my biggest things about this movie that I think was was difficult for me was the casting i hate saying that because there's some great casting in this movie like i love liam neeson i love ewan mcgregor but i'm not a huge fan of natalie portman i'm not a huge well hayden christian wasn't in this movie but him is the future jake Um, uh jake lloyd i think is right or jake yeah yeah he did all right he did not the other part but he did all right for a kid yeah so all right so where are we at now they're meeting with the federation Right. Yeah, the the viceroy in there. Right. Yeah, the the trade federation putting their starting their blockade of Naboo. And that's when he says, "Distract them, I'll contact Lord Sidious." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have subtitles on? I I still ain't figured out how to pop them up there. <laughs> so I'm gonna slowly whittle them with them. Yeah. Um. Man. The practical the uh, the practical effects in this though, dude, they look great. Like the. Uh, you know, the Trade Federation guys, like, just those practical effects suits and stuff, they look great. Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, they're great. I, I love Quagon. I love Quagon. And Obi-Wan, yeah. like, he's great all the way through from here. You know what I mean? You got it just the old version, but it's, Obi-Wan's just a fantastic character all the way through. Yeah. There's Lord Sidious. Yeah. Yeah, you know, whenever I first saw this movie, I, okay, before I should, I should preface this with my Star Wars fandom. If I had to rate Star Wars fandom like on a 1 to 10 scale, I would say the average person who's watched Star Wars a few times and enjoys it is probably around a 5. 
right in the mm-hmm. medium area. I'm probably like a seven to a seven point five. Where I know a little more than the average person does, but I haven't dove into books and a lot of extra content. I haven't watched uh, Rebels or uh, Clone Wars, so um, I, I haven't really. Sorry, I got distracted by the movie. <laughs> no, me too. I, I know the first lightsaber's <laughs> coming. First lightsaber exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I um I don't know. So whenever I where I was getting the point I'm getting to is my I have a little bit of Star Wars fandom, but not a, a huge amount of Star Wars fandom as far as knowledge goes. So when I saw Qui Gon die at the end of this movie, spoilers by the way. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. It, it was uh it really blew my mind because mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming at all. So. Oh, I didn't I didn't dive into the books and all that other stuff until about. God, I don't know, a couple years back. It hasn't been too terribly long, but I mean, I when I dove in, I just went and had, like, I always, the movies, yeah, I always watched the movies, but I didn't dive into the uh, extended universe stuff until, I don't know, t- t- around 10 years ago, something like uh, that. Oh, yeah. Man, I maybe this, even I not even fight that scene, man, because, Oh, yeah. I love this fight scene, man. It's them showing true Jedi power, fighting mm-hmm. off all those droids, and then using the force push. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! <laughs> Great way to start this movie, and this was a really awesome part right here. I've never seen a Jedi do this with a lightsaber, where Qui Gon melts the door. Yeah, cutting through it and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, they make you just keep closing all those blast doors, and you know, yeah, it's. I thought that was very. They they show well. You got to think like in this during this time, the Jedi were at the height of their power and stuff. They knew, you know, Jedi knew Luke didn't know anything. He was learning just a forgotten, you know, forgotten. Uh, religion pretty much these guys they're at the height of it and they're all doing it so they all got their skills and stuff and if you go into the eu there's like there's like some some jedi that are good at battle meditation or if they're mad at meditating for you and, and during a battle like you become stronger and faster and the force moves through you quicker but there was sith that also yeah. could do battle meditation you know and there's like sith sorcerers and you could have your specific areas in the in the force you were good at and this is the time when like the Jedi were exploring, you know what I mean? That was their job was to explore and get deeper in the force. Yeah. Okay. So like, I, I loved how you could see like, you know, like you said, just the way they started cutting down and the, you know, you know, master and Padawan in the beginning, you know, and like they're sneaking around here, cutting through, like, it's just, I just love seeing the Jedi in their in their full form, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, they do a good job of trying that at the beginning of the movie. I like the destroyers. They just had, I thought those were really cool when they were younger. I thought they were kind of like terminators. Yeah. <laughs> the, the way they shoot and their their, their shoulder shake and the way they kind of mm-hmm. walk. Uh, oh, the the way they uh, like I said, all the droids and stuff. They look, they look. I mean, especially for their time. Like when you look at their ground and their backgrounds, and you go with them, and they just, you know what I mean. Like we we haven't seen him yet, but Jar Jar, he's you know he's a fully CGI character that they're interacting with. Yeah, you know I'm really glad they didn't go with every character CGI. Like the Trade Federation, if they were CGI, it would have. I mean, it still probably would have looked good, but I don't mm-hmm. know. It would have taken away from it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting our first little glimpse of Queen Amidala or one of her rotating, you know, one of her rotating cast of people. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is, it's like I said, I just didn't like her in that role. And for some reason, I don't really like her in Thor either. I don't know why, as she gets older, I don't like her that much. Because when I was younger, you know, I loved her. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, she'll oh, she'll always be my queen. Yeah. I don't know. You know, if Leia's if Leia's always gonna be my princess, then Amadala's gonna always be my queen. Yeah. 
So sitting here watching this movie, it's funny because if you watch this and you watch oh, look at Naboo. Oh, I'm sorry. Look uh, at Naboo, like how beautiful that is and shit. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'll say watching this movie, if you don't know anything else other than the movies, you kind of look at this as the first chess piece mm-hmm. being moved. And I guess you, you could kind of label it like that anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that if you read, there's probably stuff that happened before this to set all this in place. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, there goes in like uh, the Plagueis novel. It tells like Plagueis had a version like where he just kind of wanted to. Uh, he just kind of wanted to rule the Republic and kind of discredit the Jedi and stuff. Like, yeah, he wanted to take him out, but he didn't. Like, each Sith Lord kind of had their own little version of what the what the master plan was, you know. But uh, it always the always the main end goal was to get the Jedi out of there, you know what I mean? And power. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but like Palpatine is like. Like the sneakiest son of a bitch, because in the Plagueis novel, Plagueis is his, ma- you know, which he mentions in, in Revenge of the Sith. Like he's his master, and it goes in, and it leads right up to the end events of uh, Phantom Menace, and even kind of goes into it a little bit. See, look, I, I, I love these battleships, you know, these ships coming down to roll the fucking troops out, coming down. Those are pretty cool. Like it looks like that looks like a troop carrier. Yeah, and it looks like something. Yeah. They're just hauling droids. It's nothing fancy. It's nothing. It's functional. You know what I mean? It, they don't need to fucking paint it up all nice and cutesy or whatever. It's all for a little fucking brown, you know, battle droids. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's like a modern day speeder, even though mm-hmm. this is before then. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, you know, I actually kind of like that aspect of it because I've had, you know, uh, I think my wife asked me, you know, how they did, why they did that because now the movies that are supposed to have happened after this look like rattier and older. I told her it actually kind of makes sense because this is the time when the entire you know galaxy was in peace and, and, and or better set, and then the later movies are when it's all in turmoil. Well, see, I'm glad you said that because, uh, like, now maybe it was after the fact, world, but it was a choice to go with it like this because this, like I said, when the Republic's supposed to be in its full form and everything's going, so the universe is bright and shiny. Right. And when Palpatine, the Sith Lord, takes over and creates the tyrannical empire. It's just a machine. You know, it's basically, he used droids and stuff here. Everything was just a machine and a puzzle because he cares about nothing. So everything right. just goes like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that was the empire. They just, they did, they had their orders and they fulfilled it and he had these backup plans and he was always scheming and there was never enough power even though he ruled everything and had the Jedi out. You know what I mean? It was, there was a, there was a choice to make it aesthetically different. Yeah. And like I said, that's what I was explaining to her is it's basically supposed to represent that when the the galaxy was flourishing and really well and then whenever it's you know at war and people are scavenging for stuff and there's an old rebel alliance and all kinds of different stuff you would do mm-hmm. you know if you had a galaxy at war but we just got to see jar jar yeah Tom. yeah uh, yeah now he's you know telling him that he owes him his life for saving him twice mm-hmm. i don't uh, mind jar jar man we were talking about I it before i know a lot of people I have don't. i really don't mind him i didn't mind him that much before he's like i said he, he's the character he's supposed to be Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, for the time, you got to think about it. For the time, look at that character model. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get, get yeah. 1999, you know what I mean? Like, that's 20 years ago. And look at that character model that they're interacting with. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It looks, it looks really good. Maybe but like you said, Star Wars is always the best when they use their practical effects. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, like, that's, I love that practical shit. It just looks better. And I'm glad the stuff started to come back with practical. I agree. I, I did not like they changed Java. Mm. I mean, I'm, I, I get, I mean, I get it. Books. Yeah, I get it. No, I would have preferred the puppet, but I will yeah. tell you a change, a change that they made after the fact when this came out on DVD 
is they had that weird fucking puppet Yoda in this in episode one, and they couldn't get his face right, and they replaced it with the CGI version that we'll see on this on the Blu-ray version. And I think that was a smart choice because he was like a scary monster. Though yeah. when they tried to recreate that puppet, I would. And for all the shit I give the Last Jedi, I will say that that puppet of Yoda was spot on, fucking brilliantly perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, here we go. These are the cool oh, the things first... I've never seen the Jedi use either. The breathe, the breathing. Yeah. Treatment. Same thing yeah. they did with the poisonous gas earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love this one. Once we get down here, like this was my first. You know, the Gungan City, dude. Like yeah. I thought this was so Beautiful. cool underwater. You know, you're coming over the ridge here, and boom, you're just in the Gungan City. You know. Yeah. Like, it's just all lit up and fucking bright, and like I thought that was cool. That was something I'd never seen before. You know. Well, it was a place that Star Wars had never gone before. Absolutely, so, and it just made sense because they they have species. Of course, there'd be some that make cities underwater. They can breathe both, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, in the uh, in the Clone Wars series, you see that Kit Fisto's from a from a uh, water planet. He's the guy, the green guy with like the tentacle things. That in Re- in Revenge of the Sith, uh, Mace Windu takes three other Jedi with him, and uh, Palpatine cuts two down, and then it's it's Mace and the weird tentacle guy for a minute before he gets cut down. That's that's Kit Fisto. He comes from a water planet. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I always thought that was so cool how they walked in the doors, and it's like they yeah. walked through Mercury. It reminds yeah. me of Stargate, and I love the Stargate. Oh, movie dude. When I was a kid. Oh man. So. Oh, awesome. dude. Stargate. Hell <laughs> yes. The movie and the series, I watched all of them. Yeah, yeah it is a, it's it's like uh, the warrior guy here. Like you can tell he's a gungan, but like he talks all stern and tough. And Jar Jar is like all out there. And then when we meet Boss Leone, you know the guy, their council guy here. He's like a mixture between both of them, serious and he's like you know the warrior and Jar Jar. He's a little fucking crazy and a little serious. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know I have to admit, man. I did not watch this movie this week before this, even though I knew I was doing this and I was going to, but then I thought about it and we do a lot of our stuff where I haven't seen, or I'm just seeing, and you've already seen. And I know <laughs> yeah. you watched it for the day. So yeah. for, for, based on that, and I've seen this movie for you, so many times I can't count, but it's been a while since I've watched this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't watch this week just so I'd have the element of surprise of kind of watching it again for the first time being a little mesmerized. So if I kind of fade off for a second, just kind of, you know, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, um, I love the Gungan City. Like, I think, was it Travis that sent us that picture earlier? Talking about how beautiful it was? No, that was me. That was you? Okay, I knew it was in a conversation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very beautiful. Yeah, I'm glad it. this character is computer animated. Yeah. Puppet, because it's just too much talking to be a puppet. <laughs> well, I, guess, I don't know, I can't say that. There's a lot of great movies of puppets to talk. There is, but I mean, but it just fits in. If you're gonna make Jar Jar like that, make all the rest of his race look like him. You know what I mean? If the Gungans, if if, if Jar Jar's our template and our introduction to the Gungans, and let's make the rest of them look similar to him. You know? Yeah. yeah. At least have the same basic features and like the design. So I, yeah, I think it was. If you're gonna do like I said, if you're gonna do a CGI model of of him, you might as well do it with the rest of them too. Yeah. Like I said, I like the characters on too. Mm-hmm. I love the ships in in Gungan City. Like the ships they arrive in are really awesome. Yeah, the one they're getting ready to jump in and go with. But yeah, yeah, I like the way that it, like it spins a little propeller thing to get it going. Yeah, this is cool. Is where Qui Gon takes Jar Jar because he owes him a life debt. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much like the the 
Chewbacca and Han Solo type thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. What's funny is he owes him a life debt. Oh, yeah, that's right. He ends up working for... For Padme. Yeah, Padme mm-hmm. later. That's what happens to him. I was trying to think. Well, hell, he's instrumental in the fucking collapse of the of the Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Where he he power uh, Amidala gives him a vote of no confidence in this one, and then her and Anakin are off hiding in Episode Two, or they're they're in Geonosis at this time or whatever, and Jar Jar does what he thinks Padme would do in. Grants, oh, right. grants yeah, power, right. transfers power to Palpatine and makes him even more powerful than he is before they yeah. eventually dissolve the banks and he becomes the Empire, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Like I said, it's been a while since I've seen the prequels. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's going to be fun to go through this again. Yeah, I thought these ships looked awesome, man. I thought the sea creatures looked awesome. Oh, they're awesome. Star Wars always does just a great job with character development, or not development, but character creations as far as making different things and how they look they, they man they, they they do a great job of making just weird aliens yeah oh yeah man there's always a bigger fish you know <laughs> he tells him whenever he goes to get that yep fish bites him up by bites what the ship called? yeah a goober fish yeah a goober, a goober fish yeah you know what's funny you is... see that big monster thing comes boom yeah the bigger fish in uh in louisiana man they have goober fish yeah, well, they don't look like that. No, they don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> they have fish they call goober fish. So, I thought it was always cool when I saw that. I forgot all about that. I've always thought it was interesting that they're traveling through the Earth's core to get to the other side. Yeah. I love these Trade Federation ships. They're just, mm-hmm. just their base ships. The, the the dome in the center with the ring around it. That's pretty right. cool because that, that could be like a floating city type those thing. Are, those are... Um... Those are droid command centers. Those are droid command ships. Okay. That's why at the end, when Anakin blows that one up, all the droids shut down. Those are what you... That sends out their main signal to their fleets and stuff. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're usually heavily, heavily guarded, and they don't usually just put one in. Like, what well, you see... Well, you know what I mean. Like, you've seen all of them there, so that way they can be uh, they can be guarded so they can keep their droid fleet going. Yeah. So let's see. They're trying to get away on the ship now. Mm-hmm. What was uh, Palpatine just telling them? He was talking about Amidala being naive. And mm-hmm. Young. Mm-hmm. Like, man, Pal- Palpatine's ability to adjust and adapt his scheme at every turn and every corner, like, that really needs to be applauded because he never lost sight of the main of the main goal, but he just is always adjusts and adapts. Man, that's a slow oh, burn, dude. Mm-hmm. Slow burn. This is a cool fish. This looks like a, looks like a gar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, like I, said, I do like all like a gar, but... Quagon just Jedi sleep mind tricks Jar Jar. Yeah. And he grabs his arm and just puts him to sleep. Could you imagine living in a world with creatures like that? I, I oh God, I don't even know what it, I don't even know, but I guess if it was everyday common practice, it would be it would be nothing to you. Yeah. Ah, oh, I couldn't imagine it, man. Of course, we never know. We've never mm-hmm. been, you know, the bottoms of our oceans, but exactly. Uh, 
Here we go. I'm just kidding. I know that there's not creatures like that at the bottom of the ocean, so nobody <laughs> nobody get on to me. I was just making mm. a joke. First of all, we don't know what the fuck's all the way down there because we don't have True. anything that can withstand the pressure down there. I'm not saying we got anything that large, but there's definitely species down there that have been oh, living man. here on this planet the whole time that we've never even discovered because they live in the deepest, darkest wretches of the ocean that we just can't get to. Yeah. Yep. You're absolutely right, man. These things right here always reminded me of tanks. Which things? The little hover, basically tanks. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they got cannons on top of them. Yeah, they're the droid hover tanks. Yeah. If you play uh, Battlefront 2, you can drive, you can, if you get enough kills or points, you can drive them around and shoot shit. I can't remember which Battlefront I had. Uh, is there only, there's only two of them, right? Uh, there's older, there's older one and two that came out in like the early 2000s. And then the, the latest, the, there was a Battlefront in, I think, 2015, and then the one I got from 2017. I think I got the one from 2017, because I think that's the yeah, one I got. Yeah, that's the one I got. I played the shit out of it. Yeah, I was like playing with Boba Fett, because he mm-hmm. could, could fly when you hit the jetpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we digress. <laughs> we get away from the movie. Uh, yeah. So they're coming downstairs. This is when they're bringing Amidala in. I guess they're going to, who, who are they talking with here? The the uh, Trade Federation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Viceroy. Viceroy. I think what I didn't like about Amidala necessarily, I didn't really like her outfits that much. What? I think it's just a little too eccentric, man. Or not eccentric, is that the word? A little too yeah. outrageous. Man, she is always yeah. stunning in her shit. I know in yeah. episode episode two, dude, some of the outfits she wears, woo! Uh, Jesus. I don't know. When I was, when I was a you know, 15-year-old, Jesus, you couldn't keep me contained. Well, you know, I think I think what it is, it's it's just got to be the actress. Like I said, I don't know what it is about her. And the same way with Jake Gyllenhaal, they I just don't, they just don't sit right with me. Even though Jake Gyllenhaal's kind of turned a little bit because he did a good Mysterio. But right here we go, some more Jedi badassery. Oh, I love it. <coughs> I love it. They're just cool, calm, just cutting them down. Yeah, and that was a really cool move Qui Gon did right there, where he basically like holstered it <coughs> and put it like. Put the blade away and holster it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you were showing me that uh, that thing you had, that picture of the lightsaber broken down, <coughs> parts of it yeah. and everything. And yeah. I was zoomed in on I was reading it. You know, one thing I never see a Jedi do, at least in the movies, and you may have seen this in the animated series or whatever, is adjust the power or length, which it had a knob for power and length of the blade. And you showed me that uh, picture. There, there, I do believe there was one time in the Clone Wars where it got done. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I said, I've never seen it. So then I guess no. not everyone has to have that. <coughs> no, I would imagine once you find what you're comfortable with, that that's what you stick with. You want to perfect your your fighting style. I'm about to see one of my favorite ships of this universe. And I think it's because I built a model of it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Maybe why I love it so much, but it's just so sleek. I like how uh, right here at the time we still don't know that Padme's not really her. You know what I'm saying? Like she's looking over and talking to her decoy, you know, that we think's her decoy, but really that's Queen Amidala there in disguise, you know? Yeah, well, this is also the time where it was 2009, so I don't think like smartphones and social media were really big then, were they? For what was? What was it? Well, my, my basic set point is, like, if you knew that she was that character in this movie, you would have known that right away. But I don't think maybe back then people oh, paid no, as much attention she, to movies and details yeah, like they do she now. Wasn't, she wasn't as well known back then either. Right. Like, she was she was coming up. She was like a, you know what I mean? But 
you got to think, in 99, when they were filming this, what, 97, 98, you know what I mean? She wasn't that well-known. Yeah. Dude, you know, droids are just like stormtroopers, man. They're mm-hmm. just there to fire and then create chaos. They, they don't defend anything. They get so easily defeated. These like, Naboo, these Naboo fighters, your favorite ship. Yeah, I love oh, these. I, things, I love man. them, dude. They got a, good, they got a good look to them. Yeah, yeah. I remember building a model of when I was younger, and I just had that model. <coughs> and I would hang it up, and I would always hang it up in different spots in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, the Naboo fighters are awesome. Uh, it, like I said, Naboo is just a beautiful place. The way, the way they build that palace, the way the the landscape looks all around it. It's just they do. A, it, it's a good looking place. It's beautiful. Oh, there's our man. Yes, sir. One of the only there. character figures that I have. Yeah, the, the one that is the one that's supposed to be the recorder of the saga. That's right. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, hey, you're right. I guess he he's does kind of see the whole thing. The whole thing. He's been in every movie. Well, I knew he saw the whole thing, but I never looked at him as a recorder. So. Yeah, he, he's recorded because he never gets his memory wiped. C-3PO gets his memory wiped. But, you know, R2, they never, like, and that's in the Clone Wars, like, uh, Mason and like he he loses R two and he goes like Anakin goes back for him and stuff and one like uh, he gets in trouble because he never wipes him because R two still has battle plans and battle formations and yeah Anakin, and Anakin argues against it that's why he does this because R two can think on his feet that way yeah I don't know but so what I'm getting at is his memory's never been wiped so he sees like the whole thing because like I said he's right here you know we're not too far into it we're meeting you know he's already saving the day oh, he's saving the day again. that's right you know I love R two. And I always thought that was so cool, man, to see them in space, like the droids repairing the ships. And I always thought when I was younger watching, having them float on the outside. Yeah. You know, just blew my mind. And I was like, what a great idea. Because mm-hmm. it's a robot. I can do it, you know? And mm-hmm. I just love it. Love Star Wars, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> like I said, you get going throughout here, it's just, there's just so much more of the old fantasy you can get lost in, isn't it? So they got away, but they don't have enough energy to land in Coruscant. They have mm-hmm. to land somewhere else. Well, now we, now we know it's you know it's always coaxium as their fuel or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know what would be really cool is whenever they do finally finish up the saga, or at least on nine, if they complete this whole Skywalker story, if they would to, were to release all nine of the saga stories in like a special display case that was an R two D two, and you could hit a button and the disc, <laughs> the disc would pop out of him. I would love that, but it's Disney <laughs> doing it, and they'd want to make money off of their... I know they owned it all, but they I could see them doing that with the BB-8. That's true. Yeah, I guess they could... What, they, they can't do that with R2? No, they can, but look at all their product. They pimp That's the true. shit out of the Disney air stuff, and every once in a while, they go back to the nostalgia bin. Ah, there's there he is. There's yeah, the man. Look how, good that, man. look how good he is, man. That's, that's what we was talking earlier offline. Darth Maul looks so damn good in this movie. Not only, not only his, yeah, not only his fighting prowess, but his look, like Mm -hmm. his, his just the way he looks. He looks intimidating. He's got those spikes. You know, the paint looks good. He's in great shape. And then when we finally see him cut loose with that saber, oh man, he just. That's why, like, we, you know, I I understand why they brought him back. I I get it. Yeah, well, that was so cutting edge too. Like, well, cutting edge. Yeah, it was mind blowing. I guess you could say. Whenever I saw the double bladed saber, because up until. Until that point, we'd never seen any other kind of lightsaber mm-hmm. in the movies. So, mm-hmm. I loved it. There's a good old R2. All dirty and scraped up. The subtitles say, Happy Chirping. So, it's giving R2 <laughs> an ocean based on his chirps. Happy Chirping. <laughs> yeah, out of here. Now he's whistling. 
But uh, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's ours too. He he does. He's definitely a whistler. Mm-hmm. So this is where Qui Gon takes them. Well, actually, yeah. I didn't take them. They're all going. Now I think about it, because they're on the ship. Yeah. Uh, and where are they going? The Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like it. Like I said, I like this movie. Remind me of like there's there's swipes and the swirls to fade from scene to scene and stuff. Like it just feels like Star Wars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and all that stuff he did in the original trilogy. It just you know what I mean? Like he brought it over, so you just it just feels Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the actual queen cleaning up R two. Mm-hmm. And Jar Jar speaking his special language. Mm-hmm. Boom mm-hmm. pow Misa. I always like to say Misa. Boom, pow, Misa. Boom, pow, Misa. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a really cool ship, too, man. The queen ship, the chrome one. Yeah. I like that one. But hey, why don't I get my subtitles on? Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, it was because you wanted to see what... Uh, what I did. Arctic I want to see what he chirps. Yeah. I do. Right. I do. Yeah, these ships are so cool, man. Like yeah. that one, they just they're so good looking. And later on, we see Darth Maul's ship. Like this, like they've always, like I said, yeah. they've done a great job on their on their designs. Yeah, when I was younger, man, this always motivated me to draw different kinds of ships, and I'd always create all kinds of different spaceships and designs. I had written up different movie scripts for new Star Wars movies and all kinds of stuff. It was crazy, man. <laughs> My stepdad loved Star Wars, mm-hmm. so he didn't mind me watching them all the time. So it helped out. And I was really glad when I got to take him to see the new, when I got to say Force Awakens. Yeah. With him, and it was really, really fun. And he got done yeah. with it, and he was like, yeah. He was like, I was afraid what they were going to do with it, but I really, really enjoyed it. So. Oh, I, I, I like, like, a lot of people, oh, it feels too much like the same. Like, I thought it was a good balance of, like, now, granted, they could have probably not done Starkiller Bay. So, you know, which is just a bigger Death Star, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, chirps, chirps, beeping. All right, I see R2. Yeah. There was no emotion there. <laughs> yeah. <just> beeping. <laughs> so they're going off to a town, they see, landed in the middle of the desert. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moisture farms. I just imagine every desert planter just has to have a moisture farm. That's the only way they get water and any kind of crop. Possibly, yeah. I'm sure they have it written somewhere. They've oh, got sure. this entire universe mapped out so well that it's basically mm-hmm. another universe. Probably have it mapped out a little bit better than our universe. Uh, that ain't no shit. Yeah. Creature snorts. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Computer <animals laughs> behind them. I always loved the hovercrafts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, here we go. Lots mm-hmm. of... Yeah, hey, it's good. <laughs> He's like, "What do you do? You think you're so good at Jedi? Like, <laughs> that doesn't work on me. Only money." I'm like, wow. The the voice casting for this one was really really good. Oh yeah. Or I guess the voiceover. And then that. we meet we meet the chosen one, our hero through the saga for the first time. Yes, sir. Yeah. There'll be a little C-3PO cameo here in a minute that nobody knows about. Well, not nobody, but not everybody knows about. Right. He's right there. See him leaning over? See him right there on the left-hand side? And then eventually when he gets bonked back there, you see him again. Yep. You know what? Uh, I never knew about that. 
that that's so, the actual C three PO armor with huh. the dent in the head, like that the one where he's like real dirty from tattooing it. Like they just put that over mm-hmm. there for a little nod. Yeah. I d- this is the only thing that's weird about this. I didn't like the age gap with these two, and then the next movie is so much older, and she's not. You know? Oh, like, no, like, she's still older. She just, the age is like a fine line. When you're on Naboo, <laughs> when you're in Naboo, you stay yeah, looking like porcelain, like a porcelain <laughs> doll your entire life. It's look, look at Natalie Portman now. She still looks the exact same. She's gorgeous, yeah. not a blemish, or she's still stunning. I don't know. I don't know what she's like. She's like a porcelain doll. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, she is taking care of herself. Yeah. What is the age gap supposed to be with them right here? I think, uh, what's it say? He's eight and she's 14, I think. That's not 13. too bad. No, That's see, there's three people again there leaning up there. Yep, I see him. Yeah. All right. And now you'll never not see him. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, every time I'll you see him, now you'll notice it. Yep. So annoying asteroid. Mm hmm. I bonked that son of a bitch, too. <laughs> Dude, I like that little stick bug thing in the background, just running controls for no reason. Like they did, like I said, there's just so much cool character design and just detail work put into the background. Yeah. I always hated his scruff on the bottom, on like his little turkey chin, turkey neck. I know. And what's his name? What's his name in the diner? Dex in the next one that's got a mustache. I'm like, really? Come on. He's growing a mustache. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. That Quagga just keeps trying to wave him off. <laughs> does, it ever, does it ever explain why that doesn't work on him, or is I guess he's just not weak-minded? Uh, the Clone Wars is just something about their species. They're just like a greedy species, because I think we run into a couple more of them, if I remember correctly. Okay, okay. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. There's I, a ton I, of things that... Yeah. yeah. I, I think, if I, like I said, if I remember correctly, is like he's. I think it's just his... They're just like a greedy species. What the hell is Jar Jar doing? I don't. Being Jar Jar. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. He's juggling a bunch of pieces, but. He's there to I, make the kids laugh, and that's it. That is his job. Yep. That's why I said people hated on him. You got to realize that's what he's there for. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You got a few characters in this movie that have actually already came out with the sea creatures that, you know, kids might not necessarily like. Yeah. Yeah. It gets a little tense. But, I mean, nothing's ever gets too bad on it, you know? Yeah. I love that shit, man. I know. I know. That silver sleek, beautiful. Look how young Ewan McGregor looks in this. And then by the time time we get to Revenge of the Sith, like, gee, you could tell he aged, you know? With the beard and everything. I liked it better Mm -hmm. with the beard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, eventually he's got to he's got to age into Sir Alec Guinness, and you know, and that's he's like had to start doing something to get him there. Yeah. Well, he's black mask too. Yeah, I know. Be fun. Moy moy. Yeah, it's so crazy watching it with the subtitles on. I don't think I've ever watched this movie with the subtitles on. Call seven whip whoops. What the hell was that? <laughs> See, it's so crazy. Like, look, like that character wasn't was a puppet, and this character is computer animated. I just don't yeah. understand. I don't understand why that they, they would go back and forth with him. Because you know? he developed the technology, and he was showing off. That's true. I guess that's a good point. And Sebulba, what a dick. Yeah, but he's pretty awesome. He is, but he's still a dick. 
He reminds me of Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, Danny Trejo. I could totally see that. Is this the Boba of the regular world? But I don't know. I'm not. I mean, from what I see him, I'm not saying he's not a bad guy or anything. I've never met him. Right. Before. Right. We got. No, you know, I'm gonna meet up with him. He's gonna be in the podcast. You know, one day. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um. So we hadn't gotten to it yet, but what do you think about the pod racing on this one? I know you sent me a message the other day. Your son was really digging it. Oh, dude, I love. It. Well, yeah, I turned it on because I watched it the other day, and he was just playing in the living room. And whenever they start the pod race, like he just like when he heard the engine fire up on it, he just sat down in his little recliner and he watched the entire little fucking pod race. And then when it was done, he kind of went back to playing what he was doing, half watching like he was. Yeah, I I like the pod racing. I always thought that was one of the coolest parts of this movie. It is fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there used to be a pod racing game that, like, you could play, yeah. like, like, at arcades and stuff. Oh, that game was so uh, it, cool. I think, uh, I can't remember if I played it on the GameCube or not. I can't remember what system I played it on. Man, that was a fun game to play. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so here we go. They're looking for shelter. Or he asked if they have shelter. R2's just chilling, man. Mm-hmm. Like he does. Well, he's, he's, he's coming along. At least he does shit. That's, like... I'm really hoping R2 does some really cool send-off shit in Episode Nine because so far he was under a tarp and then just kind of hung out at the Falcon while Luke and Ray... I mean, I just want him to do something. Come on, R2. What are you going to do if they kill him? I mean, that's fine as long as he phones home or something first. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they can kill him, but like, he's got to have... It's got to be worth it. It's like, it's got to be sad. Like, people got to cry over a droid. I want people standing up going, No! <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Here's his mom. Yeah. Let's see now. He just said, "I'll show you three PO." Mm-hmm. So what? Did he take him to his home? Yeah, it's just oh, okay. his Shmi's house. Yeah, he's building. Anakin built three PO. Is what we oh, I got. You. That was just the outer shell stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I got. You. Yeah, that was just that was just a little Easter egg to fill in the background back there. If people noticed it, they noticed it. Uh, if you if you've watched Star Wars and you don't know by this scene right here where he stands up even if he's naked I guess without any kind of you know, plating on and you hear the voice and you see the shape and you don't know it's three PO probably don't know that much about the movies. Hey, yeah, it's like shame on you. Mm-hmm. They did a good job of making that thing walk around and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Puppets, man, puppets. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't computer animate them. No. Uh, no, you couldn't switch that, over that. No, that was too per You know what I mean? That's what people people fell in love with R two and three PO in the first in the original trilogy. Like, yeah, they liked all the other characters, but like people loved these characters. Well, you know what's so funny is back then they made these robots and they had people in them to actually operate them while they were you know acting in the movie. Now right. we could actually make the robots <laughs> that can yeah. just operate as robots for the movie. Exactly. Uh. uh here we go. Obi Wan, send no transmissions of any kind. Mm-hmm. Tell him Padme. Uh, what do you think? You know, that just I seen his little trans, his little walkie-talkie there. Just reminds me. How do you feel about old midichlorians when that pops up? Uh, you know, I was actually gonna ask you about that earlier, and I was like, Nah, I'll wait till it pops up. Uh, it's kind of a cop out. Mm. If you ask me, I mean, anybody can just make something up and say, Oh, this is, you know, and I get it. It's all made up. 
Oh, look, here we go. We got the, both our dark lords. Hold on, we got our one and two. You're good. This is the first time this, we actually see Maul. Yeah. This is this is one of the only uh, one of like it's a god dude. I like Ray Park only says like twelve words in all of Star Wars, and then the other times it's uh, Sam Witwer does all the voicing from the Clone yeah. Wars and stuff. And in Solo, uh, the voice they did it was Ray Park did the the pick you know dressed up in the makeup stuff again, but they voiced him over with Ray Park or with uh, with Sam Witwer because he's been the character for the Clone Wars. And through Rebels. Hmm. So I guess just a little fun fact. So the only time you ever hear him speak in Ray Park's voice is that little couple lines right there. Yeah. Did you see those cups they're holding? Those blue cups like that? Mm-hmm. That and the ones that they had in Episode 4 in A New Hope. Whenever he goes to sit down with his uncle and his aunt. Mm-hmm. And they're eating. I used to have a bunch of cups that looked just like that. And I thought it was so cool <laughs> that I had cups that... You know, that Anakin, and then we're all drinking out of it. It just blew my mind. Right. Hmm. So is this where he's asking about a Jedi? This is where mm-hmm. Anakin finds... So, I guess, yeah, obviously, if the Jedi, if the, there's order in the world, Jedi rules. Everybody knows about Jedi. You just never see him. It's kind of like, yeah. like a federal agent. You know exactly. about him, but you never see him. There's many of them, but yeah, you don't, you don't usually see him unless... You know what I'm saying? Like passing through, and then even when they're just passing through, they do like Quagon does, and they don't want to try to, they don't want to try to draw attention to themselves. So they usually wear their robes and they just go on through and they take care of their business and they go. If you see a Jedi and you know it, it's usually because there's something wrong. Right. Just like an FBI agent. Like I said, if you see it, mm-hmm. you probably don't want to be around whenever they're dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. What do you think about Coruscant? Oh, I love that. A planet that's a city. I think I thought that was awesome. Yeah. A I city would... planet. And then like in if like in literature and stuff, you find out like it goes many, many levels down. Yeah. Like into the you know what I'm saying, into the planet. Hmm. So this is where they're developing a plan. Yeah. I already feel myself having to pee. Yeah, there's still a lot of movie. Well, it's just like movie. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's just like the movie theater. We'll just, the movie will keep playing that way. We don't get locked up, and I'll hold the load. Well, not hold the load. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll carry the load <laughs> while you do that, because I'm sure it's gonna happen to me too. Yeah. <clears throat> man. So this is where Qui-Gon sees something in him. Decides he needs to test. Mm-hmm. The metachloroids. Well, he hadn't quite done that yet. Well, just yeah. talking about just talking about the pod racing and stuff, and yeah, and he could just he could just sense it through the force because Quagon is a uh, very in tune. One of the first Jedi in a long time to become very in tune with the living force. Yeah, you know what I mean, like and starting to understand it. <coughs> They're gonna make this boy pod race. Try to win mm-hmm. some money off him. Mm-hmm. They should. Oh. <coughs> well, I mean, you know, if you can explore, if you can explore an eight-year-old or exploit an eight-year-old, you know, why not do it, right? Yeah. Get your, oh, get yeah. your, get your parts for your ship, and you know, eventually, you know, if he, if he's got enough midichlorians, we'll get him out, and we'll get him into, the, we'll get him into the Jedi Academy. Yep, we're gonna leave his mom there, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Quagon, Quagon is one of the. 
one of the better. That's why he did have Revenge of the Sith, like uh, Yoda says, he's going to learn from Qui-Gon. Like, he must learn from Qui-Gon because he becomes one of the first Jedi to learn how to, you know, come back as a je- as a Force ghost. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. yeah the Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon is very important because he's, uh, well, like, they, we hear him say in the, this in this movie, uh, uh, Obi-Wan tells him, like, you'd be on the council if you weren't so reckless and strong-headed and stuff, because he always goes against the council. You know what I mean? He, uh, he, yeah. he, he, he adheres to the code, but he tweaks it, manipulates it, and does things, and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which he is the, uh, you know, he's the, uh, the Padawan of Dooku, and Dooku's the Padawan of Yoda. I didn't know it in that order. Oh, yeah, Yoda taught Dooku, Dooku taught Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon, you, you know, yeah. Obi-Wan. Okay, I knew Qui-Gon, I knew Dooku taught Qui-Gon, but I didn't know Qui-Gon taught... I guess, yeah, that makes sense in the movie. He tells them, uh, they talk about it when they're fighting, so. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I said, it's been a while since I've seen the prequels. Mm-hmm. But, all right, so basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to pawn the ship for entry fee for the race. Oh, this right? is, like you said, this is typical Quaggon. Like, he's yeah. he's doing his Jedi thing, but he's going to win. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? He's setting himself up to win, and he does, he knows what he needs to do. And his mission's more important. Like, he's going to do it subtly, but he knows what kind of guy this is and stuff, so he's just going to do it, you know what I mean? Well, he's putting a lot of faith in Anakin. He is. He's because... Putting, but he's putting a lot of faith in the Force. Yeah, I guess Because he, the Force is telling him about it, he's, he's trusting in the Force. Yeah, I think he even says that one time earlier. Yeah, whenever they're going through the water. He says, that, you know, trust the Force, it'll guide you where you got to go. So, mm-hmm. mm, The Force. You ever uh, looked up anything on the, the origin? I'm sure you have of that. Of what? The force, as far as the the concept of it and the idea, the name. Uh, no. It's pretty crazy. I want to get off the movie. We'll talk about it sometime though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. <coughs> so yeah, mom has that. <laughs> Would you let your kid do this? Padres. If it was just a normal thing, like pod racing, no. but, but let, let's let's say go kart racing. Okay, we'll make it more our speed. Okay, let's, well, let's, yes, let's say your kid could, if he was good at go kart racing and he could make enough money to get you out of some kind of <laughs> you know some kind of debt that you had to do, would you let him do it? Would you let him race? Yeah, if he was already displaying Jedi feature, you know, Jedi reflexes, and even. And even Quagon is starting to realize that's what is why he can do this stuff. And yeah, you know, we, we, it'd be a case by case situation. Now, if if my eight year old's you know looking down at his hollow projector, talking to his friends while he's trying to drive that thing, you know, he, he's not gonna be the one behind the wheel. <laughs> right. You know, right? Yeah, it'd just be a case by case for you know, not yeah. not not all kids are the same. You know, maybe Anakin, especially if he's got Jedi reflexes, then he's way to go. Let's we'll, we'll let him try to do it. Yeah, but she doesn't know he has Jedi reflex at this point. No, no. Like I said, I'm just giving you guys shit. No, no I'd never let my kid go there. If pod, I'd be scared shitless to get in the pod. I mean, I'd do it because it'd be oh, the shit. It. But at first, at first, you don't feel that thing fire up. Oh boy, that'd be awesome. There you go. All these kids. Oh, we we were ta- talking over a part. That's where he, she basically tells him that he had no father. Yeah. You know, and we'll kind of talk over this part right here where he's talking with his friends, and you know, they're showing him his pod, and he's talking about his building his droid and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they kind of bring up the have no father thing. I I just didn't like the. I don't know if that's the way the that's written, you know, in the scripture of Star Wars. <laughs> I just didn't like it, man. 
I don't know. Well, there's a theory. You could have done so much with a father. There's a theory that uh, Palpatine, that Plagueis himself, along with Palpatine, uh, they tried to, he tried, like, Plagueis tried to to mess with the Force to to manipulate it to cheat death on something, or, like, and the the Force created Anakin as, like, an antibody. Like, it was, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that they were, they perverted the Force so corruptly that the force to respond to it on the light side perverted, you know what I'm saying, and created Anakin as a natural being. See, that would be more, pl- like, that would be a little more explainable, or explainable, I guess. Star or, Wars, Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd like that a little better than the Metachlorians' explanation. Because it doesn't take me out of the movie, it doesn't definitely doesn't ruin Star Wars for me, but just one of the things that I didn't think was great. Well, yeah. it's just, like, I look at them and it's, that's not, it, that's just... It helps them get the force to you know flow through them and conduct them. Like they they just have more has more of a connection to it. The more you know, like uh, you know what I'm saying, it just kind of helps flow through you because you know the force yeah. is not like you don't like Yoda says like we they, they, we don't manipulate the force like the force like we we're one way we use it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like they just have all control over it. You know what I'm saying? That's why oh, not yeah. everybody can do it. And there's some that are stronger. And there's some that are better at things. They don't. You know, like the the dark side, they manipulate the force and shit, and they make it, you know, they make it bend it to their will and shit. The Jedi use it and are, use it as their ally, and, and a strong ally it is, is what Yoda says in one thing. You know, the force is our ally, and a strong ally it is. Right. So here we go. He's getting the blood now. Oh, what'd you think of Anakin's pod racer? Oh, I thought it was cool. Like yeah, I, said, I think I think it looks cool as shit. Yeah, it's the it's the coolest design of all the pod racers. Or oh all, yeah, you know. I think Sebulba's is pretty cool, but yeah, I like Anakin. Yeah, good. Uh, Actually, there's all of them are good, are cool for the just being designs and being out there. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Sends yeah. the analysis to Obi Wan. We're gonna send some Metaclorians. Check this out. Taya the Master Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's reading off the chart. Twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah. Yoda doesn't have a midichlorian count that high. What does this mean? Oh, they just released a book, or it's like an audio drama about getting more into Dooku. And apparently, uh-huh. Dooku was way into the scriptures and stuff, and that's kind of how Quagon got into learning about the the old prophecies and stuff. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. There's your boy. His Sith fucking his Sith interceptor or whatever they call it. Yeah, ship. it's pretty cool, dude. Sith ships are always so awesome. Uh, I love Tie Fighters. I love X Wings and all that stuff, and A Wings mm-hmm. and all that stuff too. But man, I love a Tie Fighter. Star Destroyers look so awesome. Yeah, yeah. they do. Oh, oh, so intimidating. Fucking Darth Maul just walk around like a boss. <laughs> he yep. just knows, you know what I mean? He just knows he's a bad son of a bitch. I wish I had a golf rangefinder that was like that. That ain't no shit. I guess I could construct one. You could. Wouldn't be that cool. Little droids. All right. So I thought it was so funny. You've got a camel-looking character back there that's being walked by a robot that's pulling a floating trailer. (laughs) There's yeah. There's a lot. There's like woolly mammoth lizard things that walk around. Like, yeah, there's just always some weird shit. I don't know. 
Here we I go. Like I said, I, lo- I love all the detail in the aliens in the background. You know what I'm saying? They took all this time to get all these people just to make this fill the world out and shit. Yeah. Well, they have to make it feel like a totally different universe. And yeah. what's so funny about Star Wars is they do it on so many different planets and levels that it's like I said, they probably have more written about this universe than we, well, definitely than we know about ours, but, uh, you know, than we even know about our entire planet, which mm-hmm. is kind of sad, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. There you go. He's betting on Sebulba. Yeah, but fucking, I forget his name. He's trying to cheat when he when he gets that cube out here in a minute. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, we use this cube, and it's on this side. Oh, a chance cube on this side. And Qui-Gon's like, sure, why not? He just kicks it over. Yeah. Let fate decide. I like how yeah, he's the no, no pod racer is worth two, or no pod is worth two slaves. Yeah. So he gives him the chance. Blue the boy, red his mother. Mm-hmm. Quagron's just always so cool and calm. Look, he just smirks at him. He's like, I'm getting this. What you want in the race. Mm-hmm. Man. That is a cool character. Anakin and his buddy Kister. Speaking Hutsey. What's H-U-T-T-S-E? So the subtitle Hutsey's. Hutanese. Hutanese. Hutanese? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's speaking Hutanese. As in what the Huts speak. Oh, I thought it said Hutsi. I just caught it real quick. Hutanese. No, the only reason why I know that is because I've heard other people say it. Otherwise, I'd have, been, I'd have read that and read it cross-eyed because I'd be like, what? Hmm. But I've heard other people say it. it's Hutanese is what the Huts speak. But okay. like you said, that just goes into we know more about these, all these fake worlds here than we know about our own. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that with a few other franchises too, like big ones like Lord of the Rings, Star Trek, and everything. I mean, people they have different languages that people speak. So, which yeah. I'm sure there's probably some languages in Star Wars that people speak. But see the way that wiped down there, you know what I'm saying? To fade to the next screen, like that's just totally Star Wars. How it just wiped down, and we got yeah. it to the new the scene. transitions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that guy's walking outside with like scuba gear on in this stuff, but. Has, you gotta be a gangster if you want to live in a desert <laughs> Star Wars, but Star Wars planet because shit gets crazy out there. There's yeah. Sarlacc pits. You got giant slugs that rule with an iron fist and will make you dance in a bikini and chain you to them. Like there's there's some bad shit out there in the desert planets. You know, we go to Geonosis later and there's just all them little bug people that are trying. It's just never anything good on a desert planet. Yeah. What did you think about these commentators? Yeah, they were fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Pretty spot on for a lot of uh, commentators uh, and you know sports yeah. announcers. Yeah. yeah. Ball, but with his ball, little uh, with his hand feet. I would love to have hand feet. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know how cool that would be to be able to use feet as hands. Oh my goodness! Well, if you read some of the original X Men comics, Beast did not like it. Yeah, feet. Me, I think me and Beast would have the different opinions. I would do so many things with hand feet. <laughs> like yeah. climb stuff and right. throw stuff and all kinds of stuff. Pick stuff up off the floor and never have to <laughs> yeah. bend over again. Exactly. exactly. I would scratch my back <coughs> with my hand feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, long droids. 
So I like how the droids are like their pit crew. Yeah. They're fighting Anakin, out. And Anakin just chilling, getting his own shit. A local boy. All right. Yeah, dude, we must be like right in sync with this movie because as soon as you're saying it, it's on my screen. Mm-hmm. That kind of looks like a skinny version of the animal in uh, Force Awakens that was drinking from the water. It does, doesn't it? Looks yeah. like one of the sea cows. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called, a sea cow? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to call it that. It's a sea cow. Sea cow. Uh-oh. All right, here we go. We get to do a pod racing. Here's Saboba. Cheat. Yeah, being a dick. And then he's coming over to gloat about it. Hudson East. Yep. But how's it spelled? H-U-T-T-E-S-E. E-S-E? Hutt-T-E-S-E? I don't know. I guess it's... Hut H-U-T-T-T-E-S-E. Yeah, there's no N. I don't know. Hutt-T-E-S-E. You got to go with the E's. I'm telling you you're wrong. I don't know, man. This is how I heard someone say it. I could have, I could have, maybe I just been hurt, misheard. I don't know. Maybe people were bullshitting me and they just pulled one over on me and I told these people and they're laughing at me. I don't know. Somebody is screaming at us right now. Yeah, somebody's going, I hate you. They're throwing throwing rocks at the microphone (laughs) trying to hit us. All right. Here we go. So we're about to do some pod racing. And there is computer animated Java that I don't like at all. That one's not Jabba. That's the not Jabba. I mean, I think that's Jabba's dad, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? I thought it was isn't, Jabba. Isn't that little guy back there Jabba? You, if, if it is, you're telling me, and I have no idea, because I, I didn't know. I, I always thought that was Jabba. Where's my book? I got my, I got my Star Wars encyclopedia. I need to flip through. I swear. Man, now, now you got me feeling silly. Maybe I'm Somebody's wrong. screaming at us again. Yeah, because it does look a lot like the Java, but, but who's the little one behind it? I, I don't know. Mm. I'm going to get my book here in a little while. I'm going to look at it. I'll find out exactly who it is. All right. I always thought that we have a ride here at a, we have a theme park, not too, about an hour away from where I am. And they have mm-hmm. a ride called Drop Zone. And it's, it looks just like that, where it's like a, everybody's wrapped around this pole and these seats. And it just rises up and drops down. Drop ship. Just like it, yeah. Man, all these damn things just firing up. Telling you, I'd love to drive a pod. Mm-hmm. You know? I'd probably die. Uh, there's no probably. I'd die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they just look cool as shit, though. I wonder how they design this kind of stuff. Is it just a bunch of artists just kind of throw stuff against the wall and see what, you know, they pick out which ones they think look the coolest out of everything? I know I know. Lucas had a bunch of, like, a bunch of people that he would just have bring him stuff, and he'd be like, oh, I like that, and we'll make this and that. And, like, they, uh, like, the design for General Grievous was, like, it was something that, like, they, he didn't even... He was like looking for like the guards, like the Praetorian guard, and they drew this one thing. And he kind of saw it, and he's like, "Oh, well, if we kind of half mechanical it," and they tweaked it out, and that's how we got General Grievous, just because he liked he liked the design, but he didn't like it for what he wanted, you know, the guards to look like in his head. But he just liked the design. I was like, "Oh, that could be mine," you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you with this scene right here, where Anakin starts out and his ship doesn't go. 
does it seem to you like they have a, I mean, I know they have a really a big head start, but if you can catch up to the head start, why wouldn't you be able to pass them just immediately as soon as you get to them? Like, it's a huge head start. And now he's gone. So that was probably 20 seconds. Because you have to have some suspense, okay? Sure. sure. Damn, first race was just Gandhi. Ah, yep, that's Danny Trejo. Zabalba. Well, he, doesn't Anakin take a little shortcut, too? Um, we're about to find out. Like I said, I haven't seen this movie in a bit. I wanted it to be a surprise for me when I kind of saw it. Or sing. The one little quick, quick shot of Or sing, and she kind of, you find out she's a whole bigger thing when it comes to the Clone Wars animated series. Oh, yeah? You know, on Boba, and even in Solo, they, uh, Han says, tells, uh, what's his name? Woody Harrell's character. He's like, you're the guy that killed Aura Singh. And that was Aura Singh standing there. Ah, see, that's cool. See, I'd never know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She was a very intermess. She hung out with Bosk and Boba when he was young until he grew into it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That would be the downfall of the pod racing. Sand he's people. Got, he's got those assholes. I was one of those sand people, like one of the sand people for Halloween, but I could never <laughs> afford to do something that nice. Exactly. That would take quite a bit. Actually, you could probably do that costume fairly easy. Really thought about it. Man, shit's very dangerous. That, guy, he, yeah, his things just all went around and just. Wiping out the walls and stuff right next to the crowds. Oh, yeah. Talking about like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's cool, too. They have it. It's like a gladiator style. Mm-hmm. Arena. Did he say que pasa, que pasa, que pasa? I have no idea. That's what it sounded like he said. I like how the little droid comes out of there damn near unharmed. But the motor's <laughs> yeah. just, just destroyed. Destroyed, exactly. I'm upset that whenever whenever the Jabba character came out at the beginning, the subtitles didn't say the name of who it was because that would have solved that problem right there. It even says announcer number two. Yay, yippee! <laughs> Talking in alien language. All right. Yeah, it's like uh, the football games, man. You have the one guy doing it in Spanish and one guy doing it in English. Yeah. But everybody in this universe speaks English. Yes. Or has well, that's language. basic. They call right. that basic. basic. Yeah. That's the basic language for the universe. Right, man, how I cool would it be? Huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. What did you say? How cool would it be if aliens came to Earth and they spoke English? Not uh, that, would blow my, that would blow my <laughs> effing mind. To be honest with you. You just blew my mind because I never even consider that a possibility. I just figured they'd have to learn our language through something. But if they just... If they're, like, from two galaxies away, and they're like, bro, we've been talking like this forever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, we heard it, and we loved it. Yeah. It's your music, man. Like, man, bro, <laughs> we've been talking like this forever, you know? Hashtag Team Earth. Like, we want to be friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That blow my mind. Or they just come and just... Especially if they started speaking, like, like Berkeley talk, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, that upspeak California talk or stuff. Oh. <laughs> All right, Saboba. Yeah, he's a dick. I gotta step away real quick. I'll be right back. Give you two minutes. Yeah, man, you're good. Okay.
All right, so while he's away, I'll do a little color commentating here myself. So basically, Anakin's going into a spin-out, or I guess a barrel roll, not a spin-out. Back and forth. His engines are shutting down. One of them's disconnected. We don't know what's going to happen next. He's reaching out with the tool, trying to connect it. He can almost reach it. He got it. Pulls it back in, and now he's reconnected. And here we go. Hits the tunnel. Passes the next man. He's on the left. He's on the right. He's passing by everybody. He's catching up to Zabalba. Will he make it? This pod racing is awesome, y'all. <laughs> now, just they did a really, really great job with the creations of it. I know we've kind of harped on that before, but they did a really, really fun job with it. I don't know how they come up with so many different ideas, but I guess they have a lot of different creators doing that. So makes it a little easier, I suppose. And they're a lot smarter than I am. All right, I'm back in the action. What did I miss? What did I miss? Uh, nothing. Pod, he just up. pod racing. Pod, just pod yeah, racing. Just, just more pod racing. He's almost caught up. I was doing a little commentating for one second, and then it kind of made it difficult because I can't look at it like a track. So. Yeah. And I'm probably not very good at it. but. Well... That's all right. We got our we got our hero here, the hero of the entire saga. So he he ends he ends the Sith. So you know, well until Snoke did whatever, but you know what I'm saying. Played the long game. We don't yeah, know he yet. Played, he played. We the don't long know game. yet. We still got one movie to come out. It could totally blow your mind. It could have been it could have been like a Captain America Hydra thing where he's been evil the whole time. Well, the the Palpatine laughing and they just like blatantly, like I like. Uh, you know, Ian, you know, the guy's getting, Ian McDern's going to have some sort of presence in episode nine of some sort. Like, that has me so fascinated. Hey, he was on their panel yeah. whenever they announced the I movie. Know. Yeah, I like, know. Crazy. I know. Easy, man. I, that, that's, I'm fascinated to find out what they do. But they had influence. They had input from George. Disney very much wants to get out of the shadow of the mighty George Lucas. And I know that sounds dumb to some people, but they, they do not want another backlash of... Uh, uh, like they did with the Last Jedi, they don't want another Solo where they think they could just keep. They want to get out of the shadow of George Lucas, and they still want to play in the Star Wars universe, but they want to go forward in time or backward in time to an era yeah. that they can play in and do their own thing too. And people can't go, well, Luke wouldn't act like that, or you know, uh, this guy isn't. This guy isn't Harrison Ford, right? You know what I'm saying they want to get out of the shadow of George Lucas. Uh, that's like I was saying whenever we did our first Star Wars talk. I think it was like episode <clears throat> two or something like that, where I was just saying I want something that's never been told before, and you brought up the Knights of the Old Republic, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I said, personally, that's my, you know, I know we're side tangent, but that's why I like the prequel so much because the Jedi are in full effect. Well, I want to see a time when the Sith are before the rule of two. I want to yeah. see it where there was a Sith Empire and there was there was a dark there was a Darth Sith Emperor. And he had like a council of you know twelve you know guys you know what I'm saying and he'd let them in fight and trade. I don't know like I just want to see that. Give me show me the backstabbing, but show me the one the one that everybody was scared to go against, even if they combined all their power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I want to see that monster of a badass of a Sith. I want to see a I want to see an army of light. You know, of like Jedi that you have to kind of go a little bit against the order, but they're still Jedi and it's for the right reason. But you know what I'm saying? And they have to go in a little You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, they showed the Jedi fall. Like, mm-hmm. I'd like to see the Sith fall. Even though I guess they did show the Sith fall, too. I'd like to see the first Sith fall, I guess. Yeah, before right. before they get down to the... Yeah. 
before it goes down to Bane keeping him alive with just a rule of two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But honestly, whatever they do, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to watch it, and they have my money. I'm going to see it at least once, probably in theater. Well, not probably, in theaters. So i got to well, give like, Star Wars at least that respect. they got a built-in audience, you know what I'm saying? Because they... Like we were saying, we know this this what what to expect. You know, we know the expanding galaxy and some of the so there's this alien just shit. There's all kinds of corners we can go and explore. Dan, Saboba and Anakin just hooked up there. You know, there's going side by side. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I would I would prefer I would prefer be be like I said in that era, the Knights of the Old Republic. I want I want to see the Jedi in the Sith War. Yes, so that, way that would be very get, cool. Sorry, I'll watch the bubble crash. No, that's <laughs> fine. So that way we can get, you know, we can get 10 just badass Darth Sith Lords going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've never seen that. We've never seen more than, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like we were saying before. All we've seen is mass Jedi against stormtroopers and droids and droids and, yeah, yeah. Tro- and troopers and shit, yeah. Uh, all right, Anakin won. Mm-hmm. His so first race. We- Mm-hmm. So sweet. We got a little Greedo or somebody that's hanging out there. I'd like to think that. I'd like to think that eventually he's going to grow up into Greedo and get shot by Han. Well, there was two of them right there. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, that, that, I definitely want that thought about it. I love that the same character as like his assistant. Mm-hmm. That guy always freaked me out when I was younger and I watched Return of the Jedi because I love the scene with uh. The Rancor? Yeah. I loved it when I was younger. The whole scene, everything with Jabba the Hutt was awesome. Oh, yeah. Best part of that movie. There you go. There's a little thin version of the sea mon- What do we call it? A sea cow? I almost said mm-hmm. sea monkey. Mm-hmm. Pay up. Yeah. He thinks he swindled him. Mm-hmm. And he did. Well, he yeah. didn't really, like I said, he left it up to chance. Well, yeah, but... He didn't interfere with it any kind of way. Except for rolling the dice to be able to free Anakin. Well, but I'm saying as far as the race goes, he didn't interfere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have. Mm-hmm. It would have been difficult, but he could have. Hmm. So now he's got he's going to get his parts, and he's going to get the boy, right? Yes. There we go. Qui-Gon being a badass, getting everything he needs. There's those skinny, those skinnier sea cows. Mm-hmm. We'll call them sea camels. Yeah. Eventually they're going to grow up and Luke's going to milk them sitting yeah. on an island. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I, I just said that I think a camel's bigger than a cow, though, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, they are. Yeah, okay. So They're at least go. taller. Yeah, taller. There we go. <sighs> they look like so here we go. He's about to rip him away from his mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Look at all the money. Good gift for the bounty. Yeah. He has been freed. Ow, shit. So she tells him to go make his dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And eventually, that's slaughtering children and his friends, and then younglings. And then eventually, younglings. 
<laughs> yeah, like, then eventually huh. the worst person in the galaxy. He's got to become the, the worst. He's got to become one of the worst before he can kill the worst. Yeah. Kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know? Yes. Everything you avoided to become what you didn't want to, to, avoid, to stop what you didn't want to happen brings you to what makes it happen. Something like that. Which is kind of where I think Umbrella Academy's going. <laughs> we're gonna talk. We're gonna keep talking about that. Uh, I'm loving yeah. that series. I'm ready to watch the next episode. But anyway, Star Wars. This is where he's telling her he wants to go. Yeah. He wants to go be a Jedi. Cause wouldn't you? What if a I, Jedi came to your house when you were younger, and you were like eight years old? A Jedi can come to my house right now. I'm like, how often can I come <laughs> home and see my family? As long as I can go start training. Yeah. Like, how how long am I gonna be going? Give me a time frame. Okay. As, as long as you know we're on the same page. Cause on my dog tags. It says for religion, it says Jedi Knight. Nice. So they looked at me pretty funny whenever I said that, but they have to put whatever you say. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. She was like, really? And I was like, yep. Only <laughs> it says it on there. Nobody can deny it. Put it on there. That's right. All right. So he's about to get in this badass ship all chromed out. Yeah, he's still talking and yammering. You know, he's got to tug at the heartstrings. Yeah. You gotta get that emotional pull from the movie. This is, this is one of the last times you see her, isn't it? Or it is. Well, until the next episode when she gets killed. It's, yeah, that's right. Yep. And Anakin just slaughters sand people. I absolutely loses it. But yeah, I probably would. Women too. and the children. <laughs> All right. I hate sand. It's coarse and. Hot and dirty or whatever the hell it says. <laughs> it's I hate saying speech. Yeah. So he just walked by C-3PO and like swiped a switch under his chin and turned him on. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. You've been a great pal. Sell me. Is this kid doing anything these days? Uh like getting into trouble. Like yeah. he got bad on drugs and stuff. And... Oh, really? So he never, he never like took success past this point of being Anakin. No, he, uh, people would make fun of him for being Anakin. And he, they thought he had to overly perform. And uh, I guess he turned to drugs. He's, he's been a mess. He's been yeah. a mess. Uh, he did overperform a little bit. Like I said, I didn't mind the character, but he's a kid. You know, I get it. Hayden Christensen overperforming though was a little different, but we're gonna get to that whenever we get to his movies. So. Hayden Walkerson Christian. Yeah, I, I don't dislike the actor. He did a great. I mean, I like a lot of the things he did with the role. There are just certain scenes he overacts in that it kind of bothered me a little bit. But yeah, you know, once again, it didn't ruin the movie for me. Have you ever seen him in the movie Awake? Uh, what movie is that? It's an awesome movie it's he's basically the heir to a, a a very rich person's you know money his father has passed away and he's uh, it's got uh, terrence howard in it and he plays like his confidant and it's basically i don't want to give them the whole movie away but it's he has to have a surgery and while he's in surgery he's one of the few like thousand one out of however many thousand times this happens in the country every year where he can hear and feel everything but he's paralyzed and he can't tell anybody and it actually happens to people in the country during surgery. And he's having an open heart. He's having a heart transplant during the surgery. And it's called awake. 
and it's an Jesus. awesome movie. If you, if you ever if you ever get a chance, man, you should check it out. It's an awesome movie. Jesus, oh, <laughs> could you imagine? Badass. No, I couldn't. Oh, oh you're talking about him? Yeah, yeah. Darth Maul getting on his little scooter, getting on his speeder bike mobile. Pretty awesome little motorcycle. And it can drop. There you go. Boom. We get our first taste. Here's one of the favorite Jedi's and favorite villains meet. I was upset when I saw this for the first time because he wasn't using the double bladed. Mm hmm. And they showed that in the previews. Mm hmm. Can't believe you think Oka. Anakin knew he was beat, or I mean, Qui Gon knew he was beat. Come out at the end, right here, right here. You, yeah, you think that's why he retreated instead of trying to take him down? You think he knew he was beat? I don't know, man. I don't think he knew he was beat because I'm sure if he had to, he would have fought to the death. But I think he just uh, wanted to go with the crew. You know, he mm-hmm. wanted to bring Anakin to Yoda and all that stuff. But he does look pretty worn out right here. You're right. Mm-hmm. I was wondering about that. I just wondered if Quaggon started to test him, and then he just kind of realized that maybe he was beaten. You yeah. know what I mean? That Maul was better than him. Well, that's usually a trope. Whenever you see a character, uh, a hero meet a villain, is the first time he meets him, he gets his ass kicked. You know? Right. And then he comes back later. Of course, then again, I guess, in result of this movie, he doesn't really come back and, I don't know, disprove that he's not, that, he, that right, or, or Darth Maul's better. Mm-hmm. So... Sorry, I had a little word salad there. <clears throat> is his is his seat being carried? This is the Chancellor, the Viceroy. Uh, uh, he's got a little walker thing. It's like a robot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's being yeah, carried. It's not being carried. It's like it, it's the same thing. It's got his little hollow uh, the the Emperor's little hollow thing. He's walking on it later. Right. Here you go. The death toll is catastrophic. Padme's getting the message. She's been specifically told not to send any messages. I know. So you know she's going to send a message. She wants to, yeah. Yeah. This guy's Anakin just creeping in the corner. It's just like the new gods not using boom tubes, so they got traced. (laughs) By the Justice League, the Cosmic Justice League, you know, and Young Justice. All, you know, it all comes back around. You got to do what you're told. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. The age thing gets me on this one. I, like I said, I guess I guess the difference the, the difference between between their ages is not that much once you get older, but at that point, you know, it's a huge age difference. Uh, yeah, I guess I could have gone with Anakin being like two or three years older, and I probably would have been cool with it. You know? Maybe maybe that's the problem. I felt like they went a little young with it. I never thought about that. That might be the problem. There's a lot of people that said that. Yeah? Yeah. But, no, but, you know, like I said, by the time the second movie comes and there's the romance, nobody... Yeah. At least they got rid of it quick, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They didn't let this character grow up into that. Although that wouldn't have been that bad had they done that, if he could have grown to the character. But then you got to wait. We don't like waiting here in America. No. Well, not really anywhere. Nobody likes waiting. So 
Oh, that's an awesome looking planet. All these goddamn planets are. Yeah. Ships are gorgeous. All of it. Planet lit up like a well, planet lit up like a star. The entire planet is a city, huh? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, the entire planet. There you go. There's your boy Palpatine. You gotta give him props, man. Mm-hmm. He knows how to execute a plan. He definitely knows how to execute a plan. He knows how to manipulate people. <coughs> hmm. I like, see, I like the suits that her bodyguards are wearing. And I don't mind this black one. It's not too bad, I guess. I think it's the feathers. If the feathers weren't in the back of the head, I think I would like it a little better. But I don't know. Yeah, that outfit is a little dumb. Chancellor Valorum. I like how whenever you look up top and you see all the ships flying... And you wonder how traffic would work like that. It's kind of like the fifth element. How they have mm-hmm. all these ships flying in so many different directions. Makes you and wonder. They just have lanes. Yeah. Makes you wonder if one day it'll ever be like that. Well, not in our lifetime, I don't think. But <coughs> Not in our lifetime, but. I don't know, dude. The way technology's going, it very well could be. You know? Yeah, but they said that in the 80s when you had like nine channels on a color TV and a VCR. But look at how much different in just, what, 40 years has has made. And, you know, I'll still be in my 70s in 40 years, so I might be able to see it one day. Well, if I make it that long, I'm going to be tickled to death. (laughs) All right, so here we go. They're at Coruscant. They meet the Chancellor. They are going to the government, I guess. Yeah, the Jedi Temple, yeah. So... Man, that's an awesome city. How crazy would it be to see an actual place like that where everything is constructed? Beautiful. There's no grim. Oh, I mean, how? I mean, it would be cool. Beautiful to see. and grim. It'd be beautiful yeah. and grim because there'd be no actual life there besides the people. It'd be cool if it wasn't the place you had to stay for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be an awesome vacation. Right. Here we go. He's planting the seeds. See, I don't like this outfit. This white outfit. No. And it's funny because I always watch the movie and I try to figure out which times it's actually Natalie Portman playing in the makeup and which mm-hmm. time it's uh, the body double. You can usually tell, though, if you just take a second look because some of them don't look anything like her. Especially whenever they're standing side by side and you can compare them. Well, Kira Knightley looks damn near just like her. Yeah. And she was in here in this one because uh, they had them both dressed up the same, and like one of their moms couldn't hardly tell them apart. I didn't know Caroline was one of the body doubles. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess now that I'm sitting here thinking about their faces, they do look very similar. Very similar. Yeah. So here you go. This is where Padme's telling them people are dying. Y'all take too long to do this. Yeah. Palpatine just keeps twisting his plan. Twisting the night. Yeah. Such a good actor. Yeah, he is. God, that's so crazy seeing that. 
Jedi Temple. Jedi Temple. Yes, sir. Jesus. What do you think about Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu? I like it. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I didn't know how I felt about it at first. Why is it? I don't know. It just it just seems cliche to have him play that to have him play that role because he's in everything. Like they they, they want to play that little role in everything. This is a time where he wasn't it, and he actually he uh, went on TV and told like was like I want to be in the next Star Wars movie. I want to be a Jedi. Yep, he's got the purple lightsaber, mm-hmm. which I think we both agree the bent hilt purple mm-hmm. blade is the way we'd go. So mm-hmm. we'd make a good check that old boy back there with the Gumby neck. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you could probably look up somewhere every one of these characters. I know some are bigger than others. You see a lot of them a few different times within the series, but I wonder if you could look up all these characters. Oh, you can. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. I never thought about it. I could probably go on Google right now and figure out the names of everyone I'm sitting in there. Mm-hmm. You can find out what happened to them in between movies, like whenever a couple of members are different by the time the next movie comes around. Yeah. All right, here we go. Council says, bring him before us, because Qui-Gon is refusing to take no for an answer. That's why he's not on the council. Mm-hmm. Always here to see Padme. And there you go. There's your typical Star Wars doors opening left to right, but those are going slow. I hate this outfit. Like the bison horns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, I think if they would have done it without the, the headwear, they could have gotten away with it and it, it would have looked a little better, but it's just a little too much for me. The outfits look a lot better in the uh, in the second and third one. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Looks like the best sports arena ever. Yeah. The council. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I was going to walk in there, I was going to see the best game ever played. Well, you are. Oh, it was. Yeah, I guess that's true. This is cool, too, man. How cool would this be if councils were actually like this, where you had a seat and a floating chair and you could float to who <laughs> you were talking to? That's awesome. So, this is basically where the Emperor, is, or not the Emperor, excuse me. Palpatine. Palpatine. Yes, is trying to. Tell on the Federation, right? Mm-hmm. And they say there needs to be an investigation. Those always look like the uh, the things you get on when you go to an amusement park and you get on a lazy river. Yeah. You know, with a, a bunch rafts, of little, yeah, or whatever kind of water ride. Mm-hmm. They do a good job of making them look like they float, too. And that's air, but it looks like they're floating in water. It's pretty cool. Man, when are we going to unlock some of this technology? Like, when are we going to find our kyber crystals? They don't... Fuck, I don't know. Like, I don't see why we can't do it. Oh, here you go. This is where he points out the corruptness 
that he probably put in place mm-hmm. of the council. Just setting her up so that she can call for a vote of no confidence. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, I, I do think she does a lot of overacting in this series, but right here in this particular scene, she does a great job acting. Yeah. Like the emotion in her face, like when he told her that just a moment ago, where he was, you know, being paid by the Federation and everything. She looked hurt. Yeah. Here we go. But no confidence. You had to pause there or something. What's that? Stress my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I've got myself set up where I'm laid my legs out in the chair. Well, dude, I told you I had to. Oh yeah, I had the brake shift to make off for the bedroom, and it was it was it was a hassle to get this little PC power thing in here. Okay, well if you want to, yeah, let's get past this scene. Okay, no, we'll be right. we'll be good. we'll be good too. All right, so we're not editing any of this out either. This is like the raw. Yeah, we're in there, oh. guys. We're in there. We're just watching a movie and talking about it. I'm just gonna have to get myself a little more situated, guys. <laughs> This is awesome. Uh, this kind of shows where, where, how, how badass Qui-Gon is, where Obi-Wan's telling him not to defy the council. He's like, I got to do what I got to do. You know? Oh, well, like I, I said, he's his old man. He does what he wants. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he does care, but you know what I mean. He knows where to draw the line. Exactly. Yeah. He knows where to obey, when to listen, when to push his boundaries. And can pass on all his tests. Or... Not all of them, but guessing all those little thingies. I'll feel you. I like how each Jedi Master <coughs> has a different chair based on their body style. Mm-hmm. Like they all have thrones. Mm-hmm. Shaped for them. And it looks like uh, Yoda's is just one of those, what are they called, Papazon chairs? Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit, or one of those fold out lawn chairs you have that's around so you were saying you didn't there was something wrong with the computer animation in this movie for Yoda because I think he looks fine no not in this one they had the puppet at first whenever it first came into theaters uh, okay I got they you. had they had a remake of a puppet and they tried to do it from from scratch they didn't have the original mold yeah, and uh, the face turned out pretty bad. People were like, "What in the f?" And when they came out on the DVD, he tested and put the CGI Yoda in there. Okay, so we'll never be able to see the theatrical version again, technically. No, you can look it up online and find. Okay, and find it, but yeah. And here you go. This is where Jar Jar and Padme, are. and I don't mind her there. Like with the hair there, that's not as bad. Black suit with the kind of winged hair. It's a mm-hmm. little bit of an homage to, to Princess Leia. Which is funny that you can pay an homage to Princess Leia in this movie, even though that happens later in this universe. But because they had the movies before, you can pay you know pay homage to that. So, well, that is her mom. True. Very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here you go. Palpatine has been elected. And who do you say? Bailey Antilles and who else? Bailey Antilles of Alderaan. And what was the other one? I don't remember. Did he say Bailey? Yeah. 
I think the other one was a throwaway name. The first one was a recognizable name. All right, so here's where she tells him she's going back to Nabu, and she's going to handle it head on, which is good. Probably would have been my decision, too, if I was in her position. She's not taking nothing from nobody. She's doing it. This is where the movie starts to get into uh, some real nice fight scenes. Because I like the uh, the battle with the droids. It was pretty cool, some of the stuff they showed in that Oh, one. yeah. We're going to get into that oh, yeah. here. All right. Course on at night. Freaking gorgeous, man. It was great. A lot of detail put into this stuff. So, okay, you might know this. This is where they're before him, and he's telling him he will not be trained. He's too old. Is there some kind of backstory to why they said that, or is it just that's truly how they felt? The Jedi get their, they take, they get children from their parents at like a year old. Okay. Two years old, like from a year to a year, three years old or something, but like they get them young. Okay, so there's no story to them actually sensing that or anything in there. It's just, Basically, what they thought was that. Oh no, they get they sense him. Yeah. Yeah, like they'll find the the convergence in the force, and they'll try to get him to come to the uh, to one of you know the babies come train as a Jedi. Well, yeah, but I mean, like right now when they're first meeting him, they're they're, they're basing it on the fact that he's too old. Yeah. Not not the fact that they feel like there's something special about this this kid. Exactly. Okay, so they could have just totally made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. It would all be, it would have been Samuel Jackson's fault. <laughs> I would have blamed him for ruining Star Wars. You know? That would have been an alternate timeline. This never happened. You know? <laughs> all right. So sorry, we're just talking through a whole bunch of stuff right here. He's basically talking to the council and he's they've Rejected Anakin as being able to be trained, or uh, rejected Qui Gon to take him out as a Padawan because he's too old. It's basically what we were talking through. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Because they're, uh... God, what, are they... what was I going to say? God damn it. I don't remember what the hell I was going to say. But yeah, like, uh, this is, uh, well, this is, this is where he was talking about the uh, defying you know, the. Can't you know the council and stuff like that? How you know we get a little more insight into Quagon? Yeah, and uh, he, he's you know he's going to train Anakin regardless. Mm-hmm. And he tells him, "Watch me, be mindful." I always love the little uh, fortune cookie messages that the Jedi have. Mm-hmm. You know, your focus determines your reality. But they're always so much better than a fortune cookie. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't feel like a Jedi when I read a fortune cookie. <laughs> I feel like a Jedi when I watch Star Wars. Though. Absolutely. <laughs> so, he's explaining the Metaclorians to him, explaining the Force to, to Anakin, because uh, he's... They're about to separate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're about to separate, and he's just basically telling him that he's going to train him, that giving him all that Jedi knowledge, well, not knowledge, but uh, wise words... Yeah. Listen to your mind, be quiet, focus, all that good stuff. I don't understand it. 
Yeah, we must be right on point with each other. Right. Oops. As far as the movie goes. Yeah. We gotta be pretty damn close. Oh, I hate that outfit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna comment on every one of our outfits I see in this movie. Hate that outfit. Stop it. It's okay, because I love her pale white face. So, I can get over the outfit. I want to go light speed one day, man. Mm. All right. So now we see the vi- the Viceroy and the Emperor talking. Of course, once again, not quite the Emperor yet. I guess he's Sidious right there, isn't he? Darth Sidious. Yeah, because he's not, he's not the Emperor yet, but he is Sidious. <coughs> and he's telling him he sent Darth Maul to join them. It's funny because it shows we were talking about earlier how Jedi are like an FBI agent. How you know about them, you know they exist, but you never see them. And I guess Sith are kind of the same way across the galaxy because the way yeah. they just re- they just responded to the, the Sith being here. Yeah, they've been keeping their existence a secret. So yeah. that way, the, the Jedi thinks that they're wiped out. Let them think they're wiped out. Right. I like the color of that outfit, but I don't like the outfit. Jaja Binks. And this is where she recruits him. I need your help. Love those droid control ships. This ones we were talking about earlier, the sphere, mm-hmm. the circle around mm-hmm. it. Awesome. All right, so there's our awesome chrome ship coming in. It's beautiful, beautiful scenery. Do you know where they filmed this movie at? Was it studio? I have no idea. I imagine most of it was, but I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I guess all that stuff was computer animated, so they probably didn't go anywhere. Well, not all of it, but a lot of it. Well, Coruscant was real, right? Yeah. 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 Totally real. <laughs> yeah. Been a good apprentice, Obi-Wan. I don't know about wiser than he is. Well, yeah, I don't know about that either. Was that where he just told him that he was ready to be done training? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jar Jar comes out of the water, so you yep. know he's been sent to go do something. And he's talking about how the Gungan city has been deserted. Yes, and they're going to some special Gunga place or something. Mm hmm. Commander says they're wiped out, and he tells them, no, they go to a secret place. Misa, show you. Oh, okay. It's above ground. God, I think so long since I've seen this movie, I forget so many parts of it. It's a lot of uh, human elements to that scene right there with the statue using the big heads like Mayans and Aztecs. Mm-hmm. I don't know the difference between the two or which one it is, but I know one of them had the big head statues. And kind of makes you wonder why if they're going to a place for refuge, it would be above ground. Well, I guess yeah, it's sacred to them. So. 
shit. That's Kira Knightley right there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right. To, I'm, I think so. I'm sitting here looking at her. It looks, you're right. She does look very similar to her, but you can tell it's not Natalie Portman. Huh. I, I've never guessed that before, but yeah, it looks just like her. Don't it? Look. Yeah. Huh. Who's that? That's where she reveals to everybody that she is the queen. And I've been the queen the whole time. <laughs> that would kind of suck for the queen, though, because you got to work as a servant. Well, to a certain extent. Yeah, takes the perks away from being the queen, I feel. Yeah. But what they're doing right here basically is trying to form an alliance because she wants to take it to the Trade Federation. Ooh. Hang on. I'm going to go she... quiet these beasts. Hang on. You're good. So she gets down on one knee and she is begging the Gungans to help them out. Mulling it over, thinking about it, goes to the dramatic faces for everybody, and then he starts to laugh. So apparently the whole battle between the Gungans and the Naboo was because the Gungans thought they were better, or the, thought the Naboo thought they were better than them. And once he realizes this... Sorry, I'm back. No, you're good. I'm just kind of explaining why he... Uh, the Gungans didn't like the Naboo. Yeah. So I had to make sure the dogs didn't wake the kid up. Sorry, guys. Kids <laughs> are important. Exactly. So. All right, so we're about to get in the battle scene here. We finally see Darth Maul. He's there with the Viceroy talking to the Emperor. Or excuse me. Yeah. Darth Sidious. Sidious. Let's Tell him to just launch the attack. Yep. Kill the Jedi. Another one of them heads. Days are coming. Here we go. I always thought this scene was really cool, man. I love the little balls they roll and drop. Little energy balls. Dude, their defense is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Like you said, they come up with the energy shields. The big ones and the handheld ones. Well, it's cool because you see them when you first see them. You wouldn't think you think they're pretty primitive. I mean, well, but no. the city they but, built. Yeah, but they it's do almost a good like job they have, of helping out. Yeah, it's almost like they have the technology, but they keep their primitive lifestyle. Mm-hmm. More primitive lifestyle, more traditional lifestyle, I guess you could say. Not, they blend it. Right. It's a blend. Oh, what happened? Get off of it. God damn, cat. He thinks they cannot it. win. Mm-hmm. And she reveals her plan to draw the droid army away from the cities. Yeah. I mean, I guess if anybody's going to know secret passages and the way to get in the city, the Queen's probably one of them. Mm-hmm. You know? So basically, she's trying to tell them to cut off the head, and they'll all just kind of, because they're trying to capture the Viceroy. Mm-hmm. Go straight in the middle. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there you go. That's the battle. Say. Because we are ready to do our part. Mm-hmm. This is pretty cool. I like seeing them develop the plan here. 
<laughs> no, you're good, man. Like I said, this podcast, these podcasts will be a little different than regular because we're just kind of chilling and watching, and we're not gonna cut out all the little stuff. So, hopefully, for the next few, we're gonna have a few more people. In fact, I've already talked to a number of people who want to come on to these different ones. So we might have three, four, five people on some sometimes. So there'll be a lot more talking going on. But it'll be fun. We got to catch up to number nine. The four and nine. Well, yeah, we got to catch up. And, yeah, catch up to eight. Yeah, to get to nine. Mm-hmm. Four December. So I figure that's about two a month for the next few months. Plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time. So about every other week, we'll probably do a Star Wars commentary. Man, I can't believe it's coming up that quick. I know. Seems like every time they announce it, it's so far away, but it's definitely creeping up on me very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, we're past the halfway point of this year, which is insane. That is insane. The Gungan army's cool, man. Oh, the way they kind of march down there. Um, yeah. Like you said, we were talking about that technology. They're about to fire up and get it going and stuff. Mm-hmm. Fire up the shield. Yeah, this is cool too because, like I said, this movie when it came out, man, it was so groundbreaking for Star Wars because there was so much stuff that they didn't ever show you in the old ones that you get to see in here. Everything was new. Like, every little thing they did in Star Wars is about was just something a little new in this movie. Everything was new, and then all these just CG backs, you know, CGI back, you know, backdrops and these characters, and yeah. just all of it. It was just, it was, it was groundbreaking for 1999. Yeah. It was cool because they connected it perfectly and still made it different. Mm-hmm. You know. So here we go. He tells Anakin to get inside. There they are. Droids bothered me at first <coughs> when I first saw them, the Roger Roger and the everything else, but they don't bother me so much now. Mm-mm. Maybe I was being petty when I was younger, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Or maybe now I just accept that they're here and they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to so, get anything. Yeah. No, they're not getting any more passes over on these. Yeah. They're how they are. For me personally, this scene right here where they're walking in, they're, they're with the Jedi in the front, and they're knocking away all the blasters, mm-hmm. blast bolts. I think that's one of the coolest Jedi powers to have, mm-hmm. is the ability to, to block a blaster bolt. Yeah. Like, and here we go. We get to see these awesome ships in action. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. The ship just looks fast. They're just the design of them. They just yeah. look sleek. Looks fast. Get it, Queen Amidala. Firing that gun. So, what possessed Anakin to get into this fighter right here? Just to be out of the way of the gunfire. Yeah. I'm assuming. Or we could believe we could just say the force willed it. That's true. I guess he doesn't take off right away, does he? No, he doesn't even do anything until a little bit later whenever everybody's in trouble and they, they're getting pinned down. That's right, yeah. Here we go. 
You know, you ever uh, ride down the highway and you hear a car ride by you and you think TIE Fighter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so fun. Sometimes. Man, they're just going to town. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Big battle scene in this movie. The set piece. This is so cool how they do this because it's like iRobot. Well, I guess iRobot's like this because I think this came out way before iRobot. But that's yeah, so awesome. Rolling the them out down. And them. Yeah, like Legos. Just pieces set up. Whatever the hell those little blue balls are. Activating the droids. Here we go. Oh, man. That's a crazy look. Mm-hmm. He said, ouch time. Here you go. Robots just marching forward. So it's kind of crazy that S.H.I.E.L.D. can stop blasters and stuff like that, but it can't stop people from walking through. Mm-hmm. Then again, I guess you got to have some kind of way for things to get out, too. Yeah, they got to let their stuff go in and out. So here you go. Here's their little uh, energy balls they're throwing. Mm-hmm. What's funny is you sit here watching this battle, and it seems like it's all they're doing. They don't have any kind of blasters or anything at all. They're just throwing these energy balls. Yeah. And standing there. That's exactly what they're doing. Here we go. It's about to get good. Yeah. Doors open up and there's your boy. I think Darth Maul seeing him above all things made me the most excited about seeing this movie. Oh, absolutely. And we're about to witness the best lightsaber battle in Star Wars history. Just in my opinion. Yeah, I was super disappointed, like I said, when I first got to see the movie, and he didn't break out the double-bladed lightsaber until this point. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah. But when he does, though, it's awesome. Yeah. Put some kid rock in the background of this. Just watch the fight. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Love it. Like Love you said, it. when you watch them, there's just not a wasted motion. Like, he's just... These guys took their time and practiced on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they did it too, man, because it makes it so much better to see the the well choreographed fights or the the um, lightsaber battles. I mean, I know you can probably, if you're having a big battle with a bunch of different characters, you can animate a lot of that stuff, and probably not a lot, a lot of it's real. It's just swinging swords. But I've seen some awesome chore- or choreography with lightsaber battles. Like, um, there's actual lightsaber competitions. I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever watched those videos. Mm-hmm. And these people who do this, man, it's absolutely amazing to watch them swing these things and i guess it's just like sword fighting really but and for us especially because the lightsaber is not real but <laughs> here we go yeah just the way they flip and move and go like so these it's almost like these guys are just dancing when they're going swinging and hacking and 
you know, dodging and going back after the next one. Yep. Oh, and here in just a little while is where Obi-Wan does the thing I've never seen a Jedi do. We're, we're going to see if you notice it, because I've mentioned it to you before on a podcast. Do you remember? Uh, meditating? No, you'll see. I'll do it, he'll do it in a minute. When he does it, I'll point it out. Because and... I don't think I've ever seen a Jedi do this, ever. Which makes sense, based on their fighting style. But Qui-Gon's a little different. And I guess droids get the same uh, training as far as shooting a weapon as stormtroopers do. Exactly. The stormtroopers learn from droids. That's just what they didn't teach you. That's their instructor droids. Well, it's because they're always firing from the hip, man. Yeah. Like, always. There's no need for aiming. You just shoot and you'll hopefully scare them or burn them with a blaster bolt or something. But they have sights on the bla- on their blasters. Well, those are for whenever the rebels pick them up and want to kill something. I got you. I say it's always so funny. They always fire, shoot from the hip, but they always have sights on their on their blasters. But we could go on for days about stormtroopers, mm-hmm. even though they're some of the coolest looking fodder there is. <laughs> Deflector shields too strong. Where would you rather be in this battle? Would you rather be on the ground or in space? Because now Anakin's in space. I'd much rather be in space. Probably. That way, if I died, at least I'd say I got to see space. Of course, I guess in this lifestyle, you probably see space a lot more than I do mine. Anakin's showing his pilot skills. Mm Mm-hmm. He says, Qui-Gon told me to stay in his cockpit, so that's what I'm going to do. Even if it's destroying this enemy ship. Yeah, he's... yeah see, this little stuff, let's try spinning, that's a cool trick. Mm-hmm. That was the kind of stuff I was like, alright, we didn't need that. But I get it, yeah. it's a kid. That's your kid stuff. Yeah, it's what a kid would do if they were flying a spaceship in the middle of a battle. <laughs> You know what else is really funny about Star Wars? And I get it, like I said, because you got to kind of do this for the battles. Because, you know, you got a lot of unimportant characters that are going to be shooting and fought dying. Is there is nothing in the Star, in the Star Wars universe that you can wear that will stop a blaster bolt? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no droids can't wear anything. Hum- like, any other kind of life form can't wear anything. Well, I almost said humans, but I guess there's a lot more than humans. Like, nothing can wear anything that will stop a blaster bolt. Um, you could wear Zillow Beast armor. There you go. He's about to do it. Oh, there he goes. Uh, Obi-Wan just took that huge fall. Right there. See it? No. Do you ever see a Jedi punch somebody? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah. Just, I think it was yeah. Like, I, like, I never, ever have seen a Jedi punch somebody. Yeah. At least not in the live action. I've never watched any animation. So, but think about it. That's, that's boggling your mind, isn't it? Can you think of a time they always Actually, use a force push or, or the wet the, the lightsaber? That might be the only time. Yeah. And here we go. I think it is the only time. I love the way they created the separation between the two right here. Mm-hmm. The holograms that are closing. Mm-hmm. 
perfectly timing. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, you were saying earlier, you're talking about Qui-Gon, he, he drops down right now to meditate. You were talking about earlier how he felt like he might have been defeated and that's why he ran. Mm-hmm. You think maybe that's what this is about now, as he knows he's probably defeated? Trying to just get his last in what the Force wants him to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, there we go. One with it. There's the shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, that's what's so funny, is all of them were just kind of standing there. You know? And then they're gone. Yeah. None of them had what? weapons. They weren't shooting anything. They were. I think they were supposed. They were just supposed to be more of a distraction so they could get to the viceroy. Oh, that's right. That's right. We mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Big boomers. I love the noise it makes. It's like Nintendo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the boom, stuff falls boom, down. Boom. That's what they should have done a long time ago, though, man. Just let a whole bunch of them roll. Well, Jar Jar's got to get in there and do his thing. Oh, he's yeah. going to pretend like he's an idiot, but he's really going to be the brilliant one. Oh, boy. Use a Dabuma. Jar Jar on top of the tank. He's going to drop the Boomer. Oh, yeah. They do a really good job with this scene. It's a fun battle. Yeah. And there's no stakes, really, because you don't care about really any of the characters except for maybe Jar Jar. Yeah. So it's well, just you're supposed to care about Jar Jar. Yeah. Oh, I love those destroyers, though, man. The way they roll up. What are they destroying? Yeah. yeah. They're just rollers. Yeah, that thing looks awesome. And back to space. Yeah, I'd definitely rather be in the space battle. I'd take my yeah. chances. Yeah, for sure. Of course, that's assuming that I can get into a random ship and fly it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have just Jedi reflexes. Well, I already have those. Mm. So, it says it on my dog tags. Right. You know. You know what's funny is every time I see the scene, I think about what the bottom of that ship looks like when I was younger. Like how he runs by and scratch. I'm like, oh, I bet that looks terrible on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think that too. <laughs> Not that they care. All right, here we go. Back to you, boy. Yeah, I'm so glad they did the double-bladed lightsaber. Mm-hmm. It's just like with... Uh, with Kylo, I'm so glad they had the crossblade. Mm-hmm. It's a distinction. Yeah, it's nice to see something different, you know. Although I went and looked up some online, there's a ton of different lightsabers I've never seen in live action, but I'm sure they probably have them in the animated universe. Uh, no, there's not. There's not a whole lot. No, in the animated. Oh, I've heard of just the EU though. Oh, Qui-Gon just took one of the chests. No! Mm. No, no. He just, like, stares at Obi-Wan. So, I always wondered, whenever you get stabbed or cut with a lightsaber, is it, uh... Do you not bleed because it cauterizes your wound shut immediately? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I wasn't sure. But that's a reasonable explanation. <coughs> Alright, so everybody's captured. They lost. Battle over. Mm-hmm. I like the vice for his eyes. I like how yeah. it has a little skin that goes over it, you know? Like a frog yeah. or a lizard. The decoy. Oh yeah, Queen's packing. She's got some blasters in her little throne chamber. It's so funny, those droids had guns and they were running at her. <laughs> because they're they're just excellent. I know, they're, I know. They're good at their programming. Right. Right. They only shoot at point blank. Oh, there we go. Obi Wan's pissed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Here we go. This part right here, man. That's so awesome. They did such a great job with this. Yeah, they did. Scene. Cut in half. So you know whenever we get through these movies, after we go past these lightsaber battles, we're going to have to go back and watch the lightsaber battles like as like a compilation, you know? Mm -hmm. And compare them immediately together as we see them. That'd be a pretty fun watch. But I don't think we're going to change our minds. But I don't think we're going to be disappointed either. No. no. This is the same kind of thing right here. The whole thing with the Metachlorians. I get it, and I take the story, and I run with it, and it doesn't ruin it for me. But the way this battle ends... You know what? <laughs> That may be one of the deciding factors right there, the way this battle ends. Right. Is I don't like the way that they did that, but um still an awesome fight scene. Oh, it's it's that yeah, that's still brilliant. They were there's a lot of hard work that went into that. Did you see that uh just now when Anakin shot the um shot the blasters at that uh whatever that structure was, how it collapsed? Mm-hmm. Do you see how that was just like how the main structure collapsed in the first Death Star? I did not. Yeah, it's it's almost like the exact same type of thing. It's like two two cone looking objects kind of upside down on top inverted on top of each other and like the center collapses and they fall down on each other and it's like the exact same way it did in the first Death Star. That's pretty cool. Never noticed that before. Very cool. Learn new stuff every day. That's why we watch those movies. I probably have noticed it before and just haven't watched the movies in a long time. But... And it's always a must whenever you win a battle with your starfighters. A woohoo, you got a woohoo, yes. Got to do it. What's they doing? And because they won that battle and they destroyed the control tower for the droids. All of them are going down. All of them are going down. That's right. And there's the hooting and the cheering. It's funny, I probably wouldn't have said hooting, but it said that in the subtitle. Yeah. So it made, so it made me want to say it. But yeah, this part right here. This part right here is what bothers me. Like, I don't know. The flipping up, the grabbing the lightsaber, I get that. But, like, you kind of watch Darth Maul. He just watches them flip up and then watches them go over him. I know. Ugh. But, I get it. Like I said, it had to end sometime. 
just stands there and watches him end. And there's the bad guy falling down the tunnel. Qui-Gon just went down whenever he got stuck, man. He knew he was dead. He didn't even try to do nothing afterwards. Of course, I've never taken a lightsaber to the chest. No, so I, can't, I can't really do too much complaining about it. Well, not complaining. I'm not complaining about the movie. Just trying to make conversation as it goes on. I understand. Poor Qui-Gon. Yeah, like I said, when I first saw this movie, man, that, that scene blew my mind because I couldn't believe they killed that character off right away. I I was shocked whenever they, uh, this movie they killed him because I, I like Quagon. I was with him. I didn't. I expected they were going to keep him until at least the third one or something. No. You know, I didn't really know Liam Neeson in a whole lot before this. No, he, this was what, he was in some smaller things. This is what made him bigger. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was in a whole lot of things before this. But he was very unrecognizable when I saw it. Mm. All right, so there we go. They yeah. saved the day. The good guys won. They saved the day. Or did they? I got a terrible headache all of a sudden. It's because Star Wars is over. I don't know what it is. But mm-hmm. the last 15, 20 minutes, I felt it creep in and start yeah. hammering. But there's this evil genius bastard. The most cunning mind in all of Star Wars. And he's still around. Mm-hmm. They were going to see him again. Episode 9. Where, where are we going to see him? Is it going to be a recording? Is it going to be a... That's true. <coughs> Didn't you say there was something about a holocroft or something like that? or A, holoc- a holocron? There holocron, by, yeah. There could by chance be. Yeah. All right, so here we go. This is where Obi-Wan is arguing with Yoda. Mm-hmm. Tell him he's going to train him because that's what Qui-Gon wanted to do. Yep. He's going to follow in his master, or finish what his master wanted done. Oh. Master Yoda. Yoda. If Yoda would have just stuck to his gun. Yeah, you're right. Would have never happened. Oh, I think eventually it would have happened in some kind of other way. It's a prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. One way or another is going to be fulfilled. If you believe in that kind of stuff. But... All right, so we're basically left now where they are burning Obi-Wan, or excuse me, Qui-Gon's body. Burning Obi-Wan? Shouldn't that be a whole different movie? Not yet. <laughs> Everybody's watching. You, know, you see the Gungans and Palpatine and Jar Jar and R2 and Amidala and Obi-Wan and oh whimpering beeps yeah that's a slew of characters man that's like seeing a scene of the entire Justice League mm-hmm <coughs> <coughs> the yeah Yeah, and here you go. There we go to lays it out. There are always two. No more, no less. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's where he knows if one of them was destroyed. 
yeah, but which is the master or the apprentice? Mm -hmm. And there's that means there's definitely going to be another one coming. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes you wonder. So I guess the next apprentice would be Dooku? Dooku. Yeah. And he was training Grievous, right? No, Grievous didn't have any force powers. No, he didn't, he, but he was training him in, in a, how to fight with a lightsaber. Uh, he was doing that just because Grievous was killing Jedi and took it, so he got some lessons from him. Oh, okay, I thought I thought Grievous said something about Dooku was training him to do that or something. No, like that. he he trained him how to use it or to help how to wield the lightsabers because he had the right mechanics and computer mind. But Dooku had his own Padawan on Asajj Ventress for a while. Okay. At the same time, Anakin had a Padawan. Here you go. Here's your typical Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Hey, does, do we ever say what kind of, in Star Wars, what kind of race Yoda is, if there are more of him? No, but there is another one, because Yaddle's on the, Yaddle, there's Jedi Master Yaddle, who's a little Yodian species, or whatever they're called in this movie. She's like a female Yoda. Huh. They call her Yaddle. So it never says anything about that native lore? No. Okay. All right. So, well, what we've been talking over the last few minutes and just kind of watching is just basically the, the typical Star Wars celebration after a battle. They're, you know, to see everybody. They're passing out awards. Bam, there you go. Written and directed by George Lucas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that was the first one. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Now we have it started. Yeah. Sorry, mine, mine was a little hectic. I had, that was all... Uh, I had oh, some. We had, I had some difficulties. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. Like I said, the, these uh, commentaries would be a little more relaxed, a little less structured. It's just kind of us watching the movie and talking about different things while we're watching it, commenting on what we liked and didn't like. We've got a few guests scheduled to come on in the next few weeks. I don't want to mention any names about anybody because I haven't locked anything down yet with as far as who wants to do what. But I know Travis is going to be back. He was supposed to be here tonight, but something came up. Which is cool. Yeah, I know he wants to do some Star Wars talk though, so he'll definitely be a guest on the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, always have a great time watching those movies. Oh, me too, man. Yeah. I know next week we're probably going to take a break from Star Wars and we're going to go back to our regular show structure where we're going to probably talk about a little Young Justice. Uh, I finally watched all of Titans. We'll talk about that a little bit. And we'll, whatever comes out about Comic Con. Yeah, whatever we'll talk about. We were going to talk about Comic Con, yeah, but we're going to save it for next well, week. Well, it's Friday nights, you know, so we'll come out Saturday and Sunday, so we'll oh, yeah. talk about it next week. Oh, yeah. And then I think we might try to squeeze in maybe two episodes of Umbrella Academy, shorten them down a little bit. That way we can knock this thing out, and I really want to see the next episode. <laughs> All right. And I know That's I've had fun. a few people comment on they like the Umbrella Academy review, and I'd like to go ahead and knock that one out. Plus, The Boys is coming out. We've got so much stuff in the shoot. We have such a great world where we have so much content. Awesome. But we've right. got to pick and choose what we want to do. But it is getting late. I do got to work in the morning. I got a fucking killer headache all of a sudden anyway. I hear you. We went through the whole Star Wars. Well, let's just go ahead and do our sign-off stuff then. Uh, my name is Greg. I am at the Bad Daddy 52 on Twitter. I am Nathan. I'm at WobblyBoots85. All right. You can also contact the show at SCS Podcast One on Twitter, or you can email the show SCS Podcast One at yahoo.com. You can always leave us a message on the Anchor app. 
people either play it for you in the show or answer for you if you like. But I'm open to suggestions, questions from anybody who wants to contact me. And I love to talk to people about any of these kind of things. So if you me want too, to talk, man. let me know. And I just want one final thing about this movie. Like the music from just start to finish is just so oh, yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Just so yeah. great. You, you could you could play that music just about any time and have a good time listening to it, especially like the Emperor's March and stuff like that. Uh, you can just you can play the music and you can picture whole specific scenes just from the music. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Different battles, different credits. Yep. Yeah. But, I just want to get that in because there's the credit scenes on there and it's got good music. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, t- I totally get it. Trust me, we're gonna talk so much Star Wars in the next few weeks. <laughs> like we might actually be sick of it until nine comes out, and then we'll probably renew our faith in it. So, but, <laughs> right, so I, d- I doubt I'll get sick of it. But <laughs> but all right, man. Well, we're gonna go ahead and go. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. It's been a little bit thank of a longer you. show, but we're going through a movie. We'll do this a few times a month, and I hope everybody's enjoying listening about Star Wars. Let us know what yeah. you think. All right, Nate. Have a good night, man. Each other's not. I love it.